I heard that bite. Hello, everyone. Oh, my this God. This is episode number 150 of the Clash of Gaming podcast. I'm Robert Ring. With me <sighs> is the wonderful Mr. Jay Totoro. Why are you eating? Why? Because that's our thing. This is August 15th, 2020. And, uh... This is our big 150 blowout. We didn't have any cool, uh, actual good ideas planned. So at the last second, you may remember us talking about this on the last episode. We decided, what, what, why don't, just for the sake of doing something, let's bring our favorite food and eat it during the podcast. Yep, I we promise have I won't. Fifty of them. <laughs> I promise I won't uh, talk with tons of food stuff in my mouth for the whole rest of the time. Please. Uh. Jay, what you eating? I'm eating french fries and wings and stuffed mushrooms or deep bread mushrooms. Solid, solid. Which part? So that's, is that like your favorite meal or is one of those your favorite thing individually and then the others just happen to go with it? I like wings a lot. These wings are okay. They're not, they're not amazing. Surprise. I've gotten wings from this place before and they're pretty good, but these okay. ones are okay. Um, I like french fries. I mean, french fries are always good. Their, their french fries are all right, but I love, they're, they're, they're deep fried mushrooms. Are really I love mushrooms. I actually really, really enjoy eating mushrooms. French fries are amazing. Let no. me ask you this. What do you like better, French fries or hash browns? Like, or like tater tots? Um, it, it depends on my mood. Like, it depends on the French fry, too, right? Because there's a lot of different kinds of French fries. There's, like, crinkle cut, and there's, like, standard, and there's, like, curly fries. I don't know, man. It depends on what I'm eating. It depends what kind of mood I'm in. Like, hash browns, after you've been, like, drinking or something and you go to, like, Denny's, hash browns are pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. And mm-hmm. tater, tots are, tater tots with, like, hot dogs. Really good. Really good combo. I don't know. How about you? I'm kind of partial to tater tots myself. <laughs> I fucking love French fries. I mean, you can you can't go wrong with French fries, but I do think I give the edge to tater tots. Um, hash browns are also really good, but they're probably third out of those three out of the trifecta of potatoes. McDonald's hash browns are pretty damn nuts. When they yeah, come they're actually pretty they're good, hot, dude. Yeah, they're really good. I don't ever eat McDonald's, but like yeah, a McDonald's really. hash brown, yeah, I, I'll give you that. They're 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 pretty good. What's interesting is I don't really like potatoes. Like I don't when I when I go to restaurants and like order a side vegetable, if the potatoes an option, I don't really get it ever. I don't no, really same like here. Potatoes much. Yeah, I'm not really big on like just like roasted potatoes or even like yeah. a baked potato unless it's like a baked potato with tons of shit on it. You know, those are those even are good. then really even that even that doesn't do matter. I'd rather have like no joke. Like if I go to a restaurant like like really good cooked like broccoli or spinach. I feel like it's way better than any potato. Oh wow, really? What about twice baked potatoes? I, I am a sucker for mm-hmm. twice baked potatoes. Every once in a while, I'm like, I'm down for it, but like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I just feel super heavy afterwards, which I'm going to feel super heavy after this, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, <clears throat> last question. Do you dip your we, uh, your wings in any kind of dressing? Um, I'm very sorry. I fucking got wing sauce back in my throat. It's not even <laughs> hot, but it just hit my uvula. Um, I really like Hey, let's cheese. keep this so, family appropriate. Hey, uh, so Lisa and I started making, we actually, so look up wings. Lisa and I started making wings a long time ago, like, like probably a couple years ago oh, now. Cool. So we, we bought, um, if you guys ever watched Hot Ones, it's a YouTube series where they interview celebrities and eat hot sauce or eat hot wings. Um, really cool YouTube series if you haven't seen it. <clears throat> and we bought their hot sauce because they have like a, they have like a mild and then like a medium and then uh-huh. they have a really hot hot sauce. And their really hot hot sauce is freaking crazy. Like it makes the blood come to the surface of your mouth and stuff. Uh-huh. But, uh, so we made a bunch of wings uh, over the last little bit, and which is really good. And then we started making French fries recently. And the French fries we make, not to like toot our own horn, are really, oh, you, are really <laughs> good. You like that? Um, they are really, really good. I love they're, how it like blended actually, into the word. 
You like that? Uh, yeah, they're really good. So I, I've always liked French fries and wings. So, but do you, so, but do you dip them in anything? Blue cheese. I love blue cheese. Oh, blue cheese. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I that was, that's the correct cheese. answer. Blue cheese. Yeah. So blue cheese is probably like my favorite individual mm-hmm. food item. It's so good. I love cheese in general. I love like super strong pungent cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And Same like here. blue cheese. You know what's so funny is like I, I I like ranch like ranch is okay I'd rather have blue cheese every single time a hundred percent yes what's so funny is in Europe my friend was telling me um so you know Cool Ranch Doritos yeah so the ranch isn't a real dressing obviously uh, right. so in Europe and stuff they're called Cool American Cool American <laughs> I think Doritos. I've heard that before <laughs> of, co- of course we're known as fucking ranch like <laughs> God damn it if we can be known for something it's ranch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am 100% with you on blue cheese. Your uh, thoughts echo mine exactly. Uh, I, I, f- I love blue cheese. Uh, also, like, aside from just blue cheese dressing, uh, which is the best thing to dip wings in, mm-hmm. like, other blue cheese things. Like, my wife makes this blue cheese dip. Oh, yeah. That's really good sometimes. And she also sometimes... Does it have crumbles in it? Yes, yeah. I love blue cheese crumbles. I can literally just eat blue cheese crumbles. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're crazy. And also blue cheese nachos. Um, oh, hell yeah. Sometimes. And it's all amazing. I thought about doing blue cheese for this, but it's kind of late for me. And I didn't want to be eating, like, actual meal stuff because I wanted to already go ahead and have dinner. So I went with my – with what's tied for my favorite food with blue cheese, which is donuts. Hell yeah. So that, I got, was my, that was my second choice. <laughs> oh, really? Shit. Uh-huh. So I've got um, – I went – there's a pl- there's a pl- if you're ever in Birmingham, I highly recommend you go to a place called Yo-Yo's Donuts. Uh, there are a couple of pr- really good places in Birmingham. Yo-Yo's is one. Uh, my other second favorite is Heavenly Donut. But Yo-Yo Donuts, they just have amazing donuts right now. I went I bought a whole dozen of them. Damn. And um I'll probably have like two throughout the course of the podcast, who knows. Maybe maybe I might go crazy and have two and a half. But right Whoa. now I'm having one that's topped with Fruit Loops. Oh yeah, you're having the specialty ones. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, they have yeah. like regular ones also. They they usually have like a couple specialty ones and a bunch of kind of like regular ones. I'll keep you. What's your I'll, favorite? My favorite one. That's a that's a that's, I can't I don't even know if I can answer that. I love their I love their sour cream donuts. I love their, Whoa, their just straight sour up cream. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's not really sour cream. It's a, just a type of like it's basically like a cake donut with with icing. Okay. Um, they're not the only place that does it. It's, it's kind of like a common donut, but but most places don't call it sour cream. But it doesn't taste like actual sour cream at, at all. Uh, they're they're just regular like chocolate ice donuts are killer. Um, they also have like zebra ones, like it's chocolate ice with white like icing, uh, you know, stripes on it. Yeah. The, my fa- I don't know I don't know if I can have a favorite I, I I'm really partial to the sour cream really heavily um, I do love a good blueberry donut as well and then chocolate ones you, you can't go wrong my favorite is uh, chocolate with sprinkles that is my my go to oh really time. or apple fritters I love apple fritters oh dude they had those today they and they and I've gotten them from there before and they were really good I picked up one this time too and I had it during lunch and it's like they got even better at making them oh, it was so fucking good. amazing. When they're fresh, there's this place called Bosa. It's a chain. I don't know if you guys have it out there, mm-hmm. but it, like they'll make them fresh when you get there. Oh, my apple fritters when they're fresh are insane. It's like eating apple pie. It's just so good. Oh, my, my mouth's watering. Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to eat more donuts. <laughs> now I want donuts. God damn it. Now I want more donuts. <laughs> All 
right. Well, uh, aside from eating amazing food, have you been doing all right? Anything, anything new bef- worth talking about before we jump into news? We got a shitload of news. No, doing pretty good. Just enjoying, you know, Robert and I have been playing a lot of Among Us, which has been uh, a real fun time. Mm-hmm. It has been fun. <laughs> I, I, I really suck at it, though. I mean, everybody kind of sucks at it first. And then you learn the meta, and then you learn who, who lies and how they lie and shit. Yeah, that's true. I'm also a bad liar, so being new to the game and also being a bad liar it hadn't been a good combination so far. My favorite thing so far is this guy we play with. His name's Corey. Um, somebody saw him kill somebody. And for those who don't know, Among Us is a game where you basically, like, you have uh, two imposters and eight good guys, so ten people total. And the two imposters are going around faking like they're helping the good guys, and then they kill the good guys. And you can, like, talk. Well, you can only talk during specified times. And so one of the guys called a meeting, and he's like, I saw Corey kill this guy. And they were, like, talking. Everybody was talking, 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 like, where he was just to confirm if his, what his name was true. And then they're like, all right, Corey, what do you have to say? And Corey's like, it was me! And that's all he says. And we're like, all right, well. We <laughs> okay. We could have saved a lot of time, but... It was really good. Nice. That game is very fun. We played it a ton. I think I played, like, 20 or 30 hours. $5. Yeah, you seem to be on it a lot. Speaking of indie games, that was made by three dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're working on... Yeah, you can tell. Because the uh, server uh, server issues are... are, are Plentiful. It's two years old. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like people so just crazy. kind of started finding out about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so on to news. We got a bunch. I'm just going to kind of start going through them in no particular order. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered. Uh, we've been talking about this a little bit. It's been you know on the slate to come out. It did uh, come out for Switch, so that's out now. Um, unfortunately, I have been reading almost nothing but bad reviews about it. Ouch. So that sucks. Um, this seems like lot like the major complaint that I've seen. So apparently, the th- I, I'm not familiar with Crystal Chronicles. Um, it was a GameCube game. Apparently, the big kind of hook on this was that it was uh, you could do multiplayer. Yeah, I was going to say. Now, the issue is, so apparently you kind of like build up your town, I guess, as you do dungeons and stuff in this in this final fantasy game and the problem is when you do a game online first off it's it sounds like it's like a pain to get connected with somebody and like then you have to like watch like every cut scene even if you don't want to and then once you finally get in then you start playing and the gameplay is fine but only the person who's hosting the game gets any benefit for their town Oh, from doing it so like there's no like there's no reason to want to play with anybody because you're not getting anything out of it so that yeah, was... I actually i actually tried to play that recently with my brother we were trying to find a way to play it online and the old one not the new one and it okay. was such a pain in the ass and then we saw that they're making a new one we're like oh sweet we'll just wait and then it came out and everybody was like yeah the game sucks <laughs> and we're like oh shit it's a shame i was kind of i was interested in possibly trying this out but it sounds like it's going to be a no-go yeah, especially for, I'm assuming, 60 Bones at this point. Pro- yeah, I'm not sure. Probably. Okay. Um, Moon came out also on Switch. We talk- This is one that we've been talking about a little bit also. This was the game that heavily inspired uh, Undertale. Yeah. It's a Japanese RPG that was released on the PS1 only in Japan. And it's kind of got a, like a cult, like even smaller than a cult following. Um, 
It's, uh, apparently the story is, like, you are in this town where a typical RPG hero has kind of come through, but he sort of left everything in shambles. And then you're there to try to kind of, uh, change, like, you don't, you don't fight monsters, you kind of, like, my understanding is very similar to Undertale. So to fighting them, you, you get kind hiccups? of, become, yeah, you, like, become friends with the monsters, and that's, like, the, the whole point of the game. So, uh, it's supposed to be very, very good. And again, it, it was, uh, a huge influence on Undertale. So a lot of people are very excited about this. I think I might give it a shot at some point, but I haven't played it yet, but that's out now. Sounds interesting. Uh, the Panzer Dragoon remake, uh, that game did come out for Switch earlier in the year. It's also been announced that it's coming to PC and PS4 soon. Um, Turrican Anthology, you know, uh, Super Turrican on the Super Nintendo. I don't think so, actually. Well, it's a kind of... Just basic side-scrolling action game where you're a robot shooting bad guys. Okay. Um, I didn't know that that there were enough games to make an anthology about this, but apparently there are a bunch of Turrican games, enough for there to be two volumes in the anthology. Right. So uh, they, it has been announced that Turrican Anthology Volume 1 and Volume 2 are coming out. Um, Strictly Limited mm-hmm. is a company that's making various collector's editions of this. Um, it's only been announced for Switch and PS4, but it ha- they haven't said that that's the only places. So it might be on other places as well, but it's only confirmed for Switch and PS4. There's no release date for this. Um, it does seem like it will be digital as well. Let's see. According to Destructoid, the first volume includes Turrican for Amiga. Wow, this really goes back. Turrican 2 for Amiga. Super Turrican for Super Nintendo. Super Turrican Director's Cut. And Mega Turrican Score Attack, which is Mega Drive. <laughs> Volume 2 has Turrican 3, Amiga, Mega Turrican, Mega Drive, Mega Turrican Director's Cut, and Super Turrican... Oh, Super Turrican 2 for Super Nintendo, and Super Turrican Score Attack. So, um... Yeah, and then the collector's editions have, like, extra little things with them. So if you're a Super really? Turrican fan... This is, this is, uh, your time has come. All one of you. <laughs> so I think it's a pretty good game. I don't, I don't know though. I'm not sure. Sam and Max, Sam and Max has a, uh, VR game coming out. First half of 2021. If you're a Sam and Max fan, it looks kind of interesting. Age of Empires 3. I've never played it. Have you? Yeah. Is it good? Um, it's okay. It's, uh, so it's. it's- it's okay. Two, I think two is better for my. It's a more more standard RTS. They they sort of did the Warcraft three thing where they tried to do like sort of kind of like heroes. At least I only played the campaign. I didn't really play the um, skirmish or whatever whatever it's something you want to call. It. In, in the main game, it was like a little bit of Warcraft three esque where you had like heroes and stuff. It was okay. It wasn't it wasn't great. It was just you know. Okay. Well, anyway, Age of Empires three definitive edition has been announced. Yeah. Of course. I don't, I don't think, I don't have any date written down. I don't think, I don't know if there's been a date announced. I don't think there has been, but it's coming out sometime. Yeah, it's crazy. They just keep re-releasing Age of Empires 2 yeah, over, and over, yeah. and over and over and over and over and over. It's crazy to me. Another one. Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend announced. So, um, Final Fantasy Legend 1, 2, and 3 were, I think they were all Game Boy games, right? 
Uh, that sounds correct. But they were not really Final Fantasy <laughs> games. They were actually games in a series called Saga, the Saga series. Um, that's their real name, but in the United States, they were released with the Final Fantasy title to basically help them sell better. But they're really not Final Fantasy games at all. They just are called Final Fantasy Legend 1, 2, and 3 in the United States. Again, really, they are from the Saga series. And this the collection of all three of these games... They were Yeah, I'm sorry, they were all Game Boy games. The collection has been announced. It's coming out for Switch uh, December 15th. This is for the games... Uh, for the series' 30th anniversary. Cool. A new Pocky and Rocky game has been announced. Pocky and Rocky is a famous Super Nintendo game... An awesome Super Nintendo game, and one one of those that's very hard to find nowadays, and it costs a whole hell of a lot if you're looking for it on eBay. Um, sort of randomly, there they just said, "Hey, there's a Pocky and Rocky two coming out." I think next year. Okay. Um, came out of nowhere, but I saw some screenshots. It looks really, it actually looks really cool. It looks just like a Super Nintendo game. So it's got like SNES style graphics. It really looks awesome. So that's kind of cool and exciting, I think. Um, this is just, just, just was announced about 45 minutes ago. I just saw it as we were, as I was uh, starting to get us ready or as we were, as I came and was starting to get ready to talk <laughs> with you. Jeez. Um, I saw this on Twitter. Nintendo has announced the new, uh, the, the new batch of games that are coming out for, uh, that they're going to add to Switch Online for Switch Online subscribers. The NES and Super Nintendo games, mm-hmm. those libraries. For Super Nintendo, we got Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, <laughs> Mario's Super Picross, which is really interesting. This was a Super Famicom game. This is the first time it's been released uh, outside of Japan. Okay. So that's pretty cool. I'm a, I'm a big Picross fan, so that's kind of exciting. I'm going to be saying that. Yep. The Peacekeepers. Uh, is a beat 'em up that I'd never heard of, and then for NES, Scat. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that you cut out? Scat. Uh, okay. It is Scat colon special <laughs> special cybernetic attack team. Ah, oh, okay. But the but the like the actual title of the game is just all caps Scat. So that's pretty killer. Now, let's move on to Nintendo's Mario th- uh, 35th Mario Anniversary announcements. Has you, have you heard about any of this stuff? No, actually. Oh, man. Here we go. So, this or next year, I'm not even sure which. I think it's next year. is Mario's 35th Anniversary. So, Nintendo is uh, doing a bunch of stuff to commemorate that. They, did, they had like a little Nintendo Direct showing all the things they're going to ha- have. One of them is a Game & Watch with the original Mario on it. It's, it's like, it's not an actual, you know, the Game & Watch games, it was like those little handheld things that had like five animations yep. and you would try to play a game on it. It's not that. It, is, it looks like the exact handheld, but it's actually got like a full LCD screen and it has the original Super Mario Brothers okay. for, for NES. Um, 
it actually looks kind of cool and it, it could also double as a clock when you're not using it it's just like a electronic clock that has like little mario stuff happening and it looks like a little mario level and it's got the numbers for the time and i think it looks like it'll have mario running around doing stuff and like yoshi and shit um it also has uh the japanese mario 2 which in the united states was known as uh, mario the lost levels so it's got those two games and then an actual like little game and watch game that it sounds like I think they they like a new one that they made just just for this thing. It's going to be 50 bucks I think. Damn. Yeah, it looks really neat, but it, it's like one of those things where it's like what I don't need this, you know. I have Yeah, I was going to say collectors. Yeah, it's exact it's exactly what it is. It's a collector's item. I can't really justify spending $50 to play Mario and uh, the Lost Levels. Especially when I already have, you know, a hundred other ways to play Mario and at least one or two other ways of playing the Lost Levels already. <laughs> but it does look like a cool little thing. They've also announced Super Mario 3D World. Uh, so that so Super Mario 3D World was, uh, I think, on it was on Wii U. It was a really good game. They've announced basically, as they've been doing with all the good Wii U games, a, a like a like an updated special edition version of that. It's Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury coming out February 12th on the Switch. Then, um, Super Mario Brothers 35. So you know Tetris 99, right? Uh-huh. Where it's 99 people all playing Tetris at once. Battle Royale Tetris. Yep. Battle Royale Tetris. It's that with Mario. With like the original the original Mario, the NES Mario. You're running and doing like the original levels, it looks like. And when you beat a bad guy, or like when you kill a bad guy, it goes to another person's course. Oh, that's cool. I'm down for this. That is really awesome. It's, of course, a Switch Online thing. Um... It is free, just like Tetris 99 is. But it's Nintendo, so you know there's a twist that makes it a little bit less cool, right? Mm-hmm. Playable until March 31st, 2021. And they're just, oh, I wonder why. Then they're just taking it away. Why would they do that, I wonder? I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to think from a strategic standpoint what the purpose of it is. I wonder if they're working on something maybe larger in that space. Maybe. Or maybe just because it's Nintendo and they're like, we got this badass idea. Let's 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 cool it a little bit and just make it like we can't we can't pull out all the stops. Yeah, but my thought is like for me, I don't really want to pay whatever is like $8 a month or whatever for Nintendo Plus or whatever the online version is. And like that's something that's like, oh. These are free games that would sort of motivate me. You know, not me. I'm not, not going to do it. But somebody mm-hmm. to actually pay for the subscription. Right. I don't know. That's kind of my thought. So I, I have a feeling. I mean, I would think from a strategic perspective, they're probably doing something else in that space. That's I hope so. But it's just so weird. It is weird. I mean, I still agree with you there. You're spot on. But yeah. Okay. Next up. Um, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Was our next okay. announcement? Okay. This looks, if it works correctly, this looks like it could be seriously awesome. Interesting. So, it is a it's a Mario Kart game, but <clears throat> when you buy it, it comes with physical little Mario Kart toys. Okay, okay. like basically kind of like remote controlled cars, 
There's a Mario one and a Luigi one. And it's a, but it's a Switch game. The cars have huh? little cameras on them. And you set up a course in your house. Then you, then you launch the game. And when you're playing the game, you're looking through the camera of the go of the little remote control Mario Kart. And you're driving it around your house by like watching it on the screen, see if someone's in front of you, but it's going like really inside your house around the track in your house. And, but, it, and, it, and on the screen and all, it's adding like power ups and stuff like that. So you can still like run over, you know, areas to pick up things and shoot them at like the other, like people, like the, like the other racers who aren't actually there, but are just on like the video game version of the track. Does that make sense? It, Did I describe that? It well? does. I mean, as if as if people weren't paranoid enough about people recording the inside of their house. <laughs> hey, I don't even care. It's worth it to me. You can you can see the inside of my house oh, if this works. I, I don't listen. I don't give two shits. If virtual reality becomes a thing, I've told you before. You can I hook an IV up and I'm in there. <laughs> like sell me, sell my soul. I don't care. Like I'm all about it. But it's just funny. So this looks like it could pretend, again if it works well. This looks like it. Could, I, I think I might give this a shot. It looks pretty badass. Interesting. Um, okay. Super Mario All-Stars. You know that Super Nintendo game that had all the yeah, original Mario games? That's uh, that's on Switch Online now. Uh, on oh, the, wow. On the SNES. <laughs> well, on the SNES. It's on the SNES okay. library. So if you're a subscriber, then you get that for free. That's, that's uh-huh. one of the things they released for this. Um, and finally, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Up-resed. And with a music player mode, which I know is everybody's fucking dying for. All for the Switch. So, uh, I'm very curious about this. You know, N60, or, uh, Mario 64, probably one of the most beloved games for Nintendo of all time, I would think, at this point. It's just very, 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 very popular and has an extremely large cult following. Curious to see how that translates. Well, you know what I mean? Well, let's. I yes, I think it'll sell well. Yeah, of course. This is a, so. This is those three games in one bundle. Okay, it's coming out three days from now, September eighteenth. So damn, maybe out by the time you're listening to this podcast, or if not, then it'll be like the next day. But once again, there's a catch. Oh God! It's only available. Until the end what? of March 2021, even the digital version, you buy it, and if you buy it, you keep it. There's a physical version and a digital version. Both of them are going to be unavailable after March of next year. This seems like something I would expect from, <laughs> say, Blizzard, right? Like, or, no, this is this sounds EA. like a Nintendo thing to me. They well, always do something like fucking weird. It seems greedy to me. The, the original one when you said, like, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. Okay, that's, like, that's weird. That's kind of Nintendo. But for, for to say, like, it goes away unless you buy it, that makes me think, I don't know. That makes Maybe. me feel a little, a little different about it. There was, some, specul- there was some speculation. There was uh, apparently something, I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but some collection of Mario games that came out on the Wii. And they did a similar thing. But then eventually released, uh, I think, a second version of it or something like that. So the speculation is this version of Mario 3D All-Stars will be unavailable, but then they'll re-release it again sometime. 
How bizarre. I wonder, I really want to understand their business strategy. Whenever something like this happens, right? So whenever something like this happens or something, remember when microtransactions became a thing and everyone was like, huh, this is annoying. Like, I I don't understand why this company is doing this. And then every company was like, yeah, I'm doing that too. I wonder if this is one of those things. And I don't, I don't know why, like, I don't understand what the, the business, you know, benefit of businesses or whatever you want to call it. I don't know either. I would like my best guess is they're just trying to make it like some special occasion. But it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It's kind of weird, right? Like, it just doesn't Very make weird. sense to me. Anyways. So, um, yeah. If you want those on Switch, maybe it'll be available again sometime. Maybe not. Who knows? But if you really are dying for it, which I'm not. I'm not because I'll probably buy the. I mean, I already own Mario 64. Um, I'll buy Sunshine and Galaxy on their respective systems because I have those, but a lot of people don't, so... For them, it's kind of like flex harder. <laughs> but I mean, what, what I'm saying is, like, for them, it's like you got to make the decision now whether you're going to buy it or not. So, a couple other things: a uh, new Zelda Hyrule Warriors game was announced. This is just like a uh, what's what are the games where you fight Dynasty a million Warriors. people? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors, Warriors game. Uh, yeah, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. That was announced. I don't know if there's a date on that. I didn't write anything down. Um, and then a couple, well, I guess including that, a couple other non-classic things worth note. Uh, we have information about the new Xbox release. Oh, it's coming out no- November 10th. <clears throat> the uh, main version, the Series X, is going to be $499. Not too surprising, really. I think that was kind of the minimum of what people expected it to be. Think, I feel like a lot of people thought it was going to be either that or more. However, there's also they also announced a smaller version, the Series S, which it sounds like what well, is smaller. It sounds like it's maybe not quite as powerful, maybe not as fast, uh, probably not as big of a hard drive. Two hundred ninety nine. Really, not too bad, I don't think. No. For a next gen system, I mean, they've got to be losing money on on at least that one, right? I would think so, yeah. I think they're wanting to. I think they're trying to get it, get people in on uh, Game Pass, and so they're not worried about losing, you know, losing off, losing on the front end. If they can get you into Game Pass, then I think they're they're. Th- this is all just pure speculation. Then I, 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 I mean, imagine. I'm, oh, go ahead. I'm just saying. I imagine that's that's what they're what they're trying to do. What what were you gonna say? I'm so tired of every company having their monthly subscription, like to hook, hook you in. And it's just like, I'm just so over it at this point. Like I just want all of them to just stop. Yeah. Like, I get it, but it's so obnoxious at a certain point. Yeah, definitely. Okay. One more. Oh no, two more. I'm sorry. Jeez. Two more things still. G4 apparently is coming back. G4 TV. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, let's see how that works in 2020. I was about to ask if you remember G4. Of course. Of course you do. Um, were you a G4 fan? I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch it very much. We only had one television in my house growing up. Mm-hmm. So um, it was pretty challenging. But when I did watch it, sure, it was enjoyable. I used to like Attack of the Show. I don't, I don't even remember the program that well. I just remember enjoying It was like, oh, other people. It was video game enthusiasts. Like, you know, that was pretty cool. Especially in the 90s, right? Because, like, in the 90s, video gaming was still, like, Super nerdy, or just like you know, oh, you're wasting your time type stuff. This wasn't this this was this was not during the nineties. Was it? Was it the early two thousands? 
It was like early to maybe even up to 2010. No, really? Maybe I'm maybe I'm get maybe I'm Two, off. April 2002 is when it started. Yeah. Okay, 2002 and last. 2002 month. to 2005. That's it. Yeah, American television uh, aired from 2002 to 2005. G4 TV. Yeah. Okay. Not just uh, a. I, sh- I think they did a second release. I don't know. I'm, okay. I don't want to read through this anymore. I'm too lazy. Well, yeah, <laughs> anyway, like, apparently they're trying to make a comeback. Uh, they're going to be luck. a channel again. Go on YouTube. Go on YouTube. Stop. Stop trying to translate things. I don't understand why all these companies are trying to. Go back onto cable television. It's it's like boarding the Titanic while it's sinking. Like cable television is not the way of the future. Well, you know, maybe they are doing YouTube. I don't. I could be wrong. I don't know if they've announced any details about like what medium they're going to be on. So maybe it's not going to be an actual TV channel. I highly doubt. Let's see. Re-release. Let's see. Coming back in a big deal, because I actually want to see this. Audrey, oh, their photo has Audrey Plaza. Interesting. Never stop playing. Okay, posters. Olivia. Saying. Coming back. Wow. <laughs> the first thing, I know what you're thinking. Linear cable is more or less a dying medium. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess it sounds um, like cable. It sounds like they're going to have, like, Adam Sessler. Okay. I saw a little commercial for it that, like, you know, online. And it had Adam Sessler on there, so apparently he's going to be, you know. Twitch, YouTube, and Hulu is what they're talking about. Which, that, that's, that's oh, really? like, they're adapting to the, today. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's so crazy to me, because, like, so when I was talking about Hot Ones, which, have you watched Hot Ones? I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen one episode. Okay. So they had a really popular uh, YouTube series, right? Really good show, really good content. The interviews are great. You know, watching people eat wings, especially like Shaq. Shaq was great, right? A lot, a lot of big celebrities are on there. So what they decided to do recently, uh, and it wasn't the host idea, apparently, they decided to do a reality game show that is on regular television. It's on True TV, I think. Uh, and essentially, they bring on a bunch of nobodies that nobody cares about, and they have to answer trivia questions while they eat hot wings. I, I could not tell you, like, if you asked me of a list of things I would never watch, that's probably top five. Like, <laughs> that is the, You go from taking interesting celebrities in a very different kind of environment where the host t- spends time going through and asking really interesting interview questions to a bunch of fucking nobodies eating hot wings and crying while answering trivia. Like you actually couldn't tell me a more boring concept. Yeah. I just can't believe they actually did that. Like it's such a great YouTube series. I know it's just great. It's just money, but it's just, it's so sad. It's like you have a great product and you're literally just going to throw it away for a stint on TV for two years. Like enjoy. Anyways, that's my soapbox for today. Okay. Okay. Uh, One more thing. <laughs> Can we? We don't have a fuck Blizzard section this time, but we do have no, fuck nothing. Ubisoft. We we got an Ubisoft one. Oh God! Yeah, um, can we just do a section every time? It's like fuck EA, Ubisoft, and Blizzard. We'll title <laughs> yeah, this something and we'll talk about this shit stained news or something. Okay, so they announced some new game, and there's a trailer okay. for it. I don't remember. I don't. I don't even remember the game, but it, I think it was just a Tom Clancy game. Okay, and it was shown the trailer. And the trailer was going on about, um, like this new terrorist group that's, that's, uh, that's like, okay, where's this going? Okay. And how the terrorist group, how they, um, say they're like fighting for the people, but really they're, um, like committing all sorts of acts of terrorism and like killing people and doing all this bad stuff. Okay. Okay. 
Then it shows this terrorist group's, like, logo or whatever. Their symbol. Okay. It's the Black Lives Matter I fist. had a feeling that's where this was going. Wow. What? You, you, would, you would think, like, in today's world. So, like, you would think in today's world, no matter how disconnected, no matter how much of a boomer you are, you would think <laughs> that you would at least know that symbol. Oh, my gosh. No matter how much of a boomer you are, that's amazing. I thought either it was going to be something about anti, anti-Black anti Lives Matter or anti-LGBTQ. I thought we were going one of those two directions, so I was right. Um, yeah, you know so, what drives me nuts? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's... I mean, there's not really... They announced some half-assed apology, and they were like, oh, sorry, we're going to take it out. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Like, it's it's actually crazy to me. Like That just shows how disconnected they are. You know what drives me nuts in in, in um, trailers? Like I, I cannot I cannot tell you enough. So this actually pisses me off so much when I because I watch a decent amount of trailers, right? Like on YouTube, if I'm on there, like search around. So if you're gonna post a trailer for a video game, Robert, take notes for when you release your game. Okay. Do not show me a fucking bunch of CGI cutscenes and animated series and dumb shit. Show me the game. Show trailer. me the show fucking me the game. Money. I want to know what I'm doing play. in the game, right? Yeah. I just, it blows my mind when I watch like these hype campaign videos where it's 95% just hype and then they show like five seconds of gameplay and you're like, what? what? Yes. Is that the game? Like, I don't even, I don't even know what I'm going to play here. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And then you go to watch, like you're checking a game out on Steam or something and you know, you can watch the, you can look at screenshots or watch a trailer. Yeah. Like, oh, let's watch a trailer to see what the game's like. Oh no, it's just, this is the story. Here's some CGI shit. I actually think that was what I was doing, to be honest with you. I think it was Steam, not YouTube. I think you're exactly spot on, because Harry and I were looking for a new game to play. And yep. I think we were searching through Steam, and I was like watching trailer after trailer after trailer. And I'm like, majority of these do not have gameplay. Like, do you not understand? Like, if, if the second I watch me. your trailer... Well, it's like, the second I watch your trailer and you don't have gameplay in it, I'm instantly disconnected. I'm done. I'm not even interested. In yeah. No, it. I, it, it honestly baffles me. I don't know why that is such a widespread practice. Yep. Show it, me your gameplay. Yes. Yeah. Show it to me. Like I want to know what I'm doing. I'm not here to. I'm not here for storytelling. I want to play a video game. Yeah. Like oh shit. I don't know. This sounds like this story is going to be intense though. Did you see the way he he reacted to that? Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I'm 100% with you there. I know exactly what you're talking about. Good. I'm glad. It drives me nuts. It actually pisses me off. Yeah. Me too. Well, you know what drives me nuts. Is these fucking donuts, and I'm gonna move on to another one. Oh god, you're gonna be so. I'm feeling so heavy right now. How? Yeah. How's your wings and French fries treating you? Oh, they're gone. I'm freaking just feeling it now. I'm you tired. finished them? I, I finished. I didn't take them all, or I didn't grab them. Oh my god! I'm comatose. <laughs> I need some help here. Okay. Next donut, should I do a... I think I'm going to do a sour cream donut and then a half of another donut. Wow. For the half you should, one... You should do three halves. You should do three halves. <laughs> three halves? Well, I guess... Well, technically I am if I'm doing a whole sour cream donut. Well, I know, but I mean three different halves. Okay, Unless maybe. Unless you have a lot of the same. Maybe. If I have to pick between strawberry or blueberry... And these are icing, not cake. Um, which do that's I, tough. which one? I need I'm going for the blueberry, personally. <clears throat> I'm a big blueberry fan, so I think that's a solid call. Maybe, you know I what? Thought, the sour cream I thought ones, I was allergic. Huh? Oh, sorry, you thought you were allergic to what? I thought I was allergic to blueberries for the longest time. 
when I was growing up, I used to go to my buddy's house and like his, uh, I, don't, I don't know what it was. But, like, Dude, you told me not too long ago that you're allergic to, you said on the podcast. I thought, once. I, was. I, thought I was, I legit thought I was. Cause like, uh, for some reason, like anytime I ate blueberries, it was always at this dude's house. I used to get headaches and I don't know really what it was to be honest with you. But I, when I was in the hospital earlier this year, um, I was like eating, like they brought you food every day. And like, you, you have like somewhat of a choice, but I'm, I'm a real like go with the flow type person, especially when it comes to food. I'm not going to turn on food. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'll just try to eat it. And I was like, if I got a headache, like, whatever. And then I ate it. I'm like, this is really good. <laughs> this is really good. And then I was like, I don't feel nauseous. I'm not getting, like, an itchy throat. I'm like, okay. I, will, I, I am still allergic to peaches, for sure. But blueberries, not so much. Oh, you're allergic to peaches? Yeah, like, the, the, even, like, the smell of peaches, like, immediately gives me a headache. Damn. Well, I'm going to go with the blueberry one. In fact, I've already started. I might I might save the sour cream for tomorrow or something because those keep a little bit better. And I might have the strawberry one tonight also. Mm. So I might, might do Fruit Loops, then blueberry, then strawberry. I, um, I eat a lot of yogurt. Or I don't anymore. I, I stopped eating yogurt the last couple weeks just because like, I was having some, some dairy-related issues. Uh, but I love blueberry yogurt. Blueberry yogurt. There, there's so many good kinds of yogurt. Like I'm all, all in. I love, I love blueberry cake donuts like where it's all mixed in. Those are good. Blueberry muffins are crazy. That's what I was eating in the hospital. Those are good a lot. too. Blueberry freaking muffins. Oh my god! Quick story. This reminded me of it when you told me about eating blueberries at your friend's house. My dad said the very first time he ever had peel and eat shrimp, he was yeah. at his friend's house, and uh, he had never had it before. And uh, his like, you know, they were like, "All right, it's time to eat," and they were eating peel and eat shrimp, and they all got they all finished, and everybody looked at my dad, and they were like. Where are your shells? <laughs> oh, he ate the shells? Yeah. Oof. One of the first times I ate uh, tamales, I was eating the husk. And, like, apparently, oh, you can, uh, apparently you can eat the husk. Like some people do. Like I didn't know. So I was like eating the husk. And then like, so Lisa's mom, Lisa's, uh, ha- she's half Filipino. My mom's like from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And she cooks a lot of Filipino dishes, which are really good. Oh, nice. And like, I would eat everything because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I kept eating okra. And like, you're not supposed to eat the okra. It's kind of like a garnish almost. And oh my god, is okra so strong? You like bite into it, and it's just Wait, okra. so much. What did you say? What's wrong with okra? It's I like apparently in the dishes that she makes, like you're not supposed to eat. Like you can eat it, but it's like really, really strong. Like it'll overpower everything else in the dish. Uh, is that like when you, if you fry it, then the strongness goes away or something? I've no idea. You're asking. I've never cooked okra before. I mean, I've had fried okra a lot of times. It may, maybe it's different when it's fried. I don't know. I will tell you that like every time I bit into it, I clearly knew it was okra, not by the texture, just by the explosion of taste. Oh, that sounds really bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, moving on. That's weird. Okay. All right, Jay. So, do you mind going first so I can enjoy no. my donut a little longer since no. you're done eating? Let's go. Okay. Uh, I got two games. Two. One. One minor game and one. One more of real game. So. Growing up, uh, my dad, my dad's a big Dilbert fan. You know Dilbert, right? The the comic series. Yeah. So so growing up, my dad's a big Dilbert fan, and he bought this game. We bought this game from a, a one time called uh, Dilbert Desktop Games. Really, just kind of this janky little like simple it was a PC desktop. Game? T- yeah, it's a PC game. Uh, came out in probably early early uh, early two thousands. Um, I don't I don't have access to internet right now, or I don't have access to a web browser. So um, I apologize. I just have my notes up. Anyways, so. Um, the, the game is very simple. It has like six mini games to it. It, it. it was very interesting. So it has six mini games and they're kind of unique. And it, it's actually like a, a pretty, like I sort of applaud their approach to it. So, so Dil- Dilbert, for those who don't know, is like, it's like a very office, you know, business oriented humor. Like 
It's um, making fun of, you know, shitty bosses and, and making fun of all the corporate corporate style type things that happen. And so the, the whole the whole game itself is, is just a big-ass printer. And the whole goal of the game is you play these six mini-games in order to acquire, acquire parts to repair the printer, right? And so you have games like where you <laughs> act like you're a CEO and you have to motivate your employees either by oh, discipline no. or, or by, uh, by monetary uh, compensation. And so you're like, you act like a CEO and it's like this really simple mini game and you basically just build up your company. And then at a certain point, if you piss off your employees, you know, you, you can lose something very simple like that. Um, so that, that's one of the more simple games. There's one called Boss Invaders, which is essentially Space Invaders. But instead of the Space Invaders, it's the boss's head and it's, it's uh, shooting pink slips at you. And uh, you have to like dodge them and then you have to throw, <clears throat> you have to throw books at them and, and you know, do the normal Space Invaders. The, the main one that, that is interesting to me in this, and there's a couple different ones, but the, the one that really um, captured me, I actually can't remember the name of it. Let me pull it up real quick. I can't remember the name of it. It's literally slipped my mind. I'm going to give a donut update while you're looking for this. The strawberry donut is killer. Ew, more than Better the than, uh, blueberry. Yeah, more than the blueberry. Wow. Uh, oh, is it not loading anymore? Oh, it's going to be so loud. I feel like it's going to be so loud. Oh, no, never mind. Is it not working anymore? I don't think it's working. It, it, this game came out crazy long time ago, so it's like a really simplistic game. Let me see if this works. I think it actually is no longer working. Definitely. Check uh, archive.org. Uh, I found it. So the game is called Techno Raiders. And uh, essentially, it's like a um, it's a 2D game where you, you play Dilbert, and you basically have the ability to... Uh, you, actually, funny enough, you have to collect donuts. So you, you walk <laughs> through yeah. these office floors collecting donuts, and you, you progress your way up the floors... And there's different people you can interact with, and um, you can zap them with your gun and walk by, and then you basically progress through the levels um, in a very simple manner, which it's pretty fun, right? It's very simplistic. There's nothing too crazy about it. And like, as you, if you uh, collect gadgets, then you get different abilities that help you to progress through the levels. And as you go further along, you know, it, it gets more and more challenging. But it, it's just kind of bullshit. And there's a lot of a lot of really stupid mechanics to it that make it pretty pretty ridiculous. Is it is um, it like the, are the stupid mechanics? Is that like a parody? Is it like that on purpose? No, it's just no. like it's it's very sim- simplistic mechanics. Like one of the things you have to do at the end of every level, you have to call the elevator and then go up. And sometimes you'll be like standing right in front of the elevator, hitting the up key to go up, and you'll just the elevator will open, you won't go inside, and then it'll close. And then somebody will walk by and hit you, and you're like, okay, bro. Like I clearly <laughs> okay. was standing there. Gotcha. Um, the other games you can play, you can play like some sort of desk air hockey, which is pretty fun. Um, it's it's a little bullshit because the AI at a certain point just doesn't lose. Um, they're, they're just so ridiculous and they're like so good. You, you basically can't win, which is pretty funny. <laughs> and then, uh, one of the other ones that I really, that was funny, is one called Enduring Fools. And essentially it, it actually, it puts these like images over your desktop, right? And so like your desktop, it like cuts out a square and it opens like a door and it actually like uses your desktop as the background for the game, which is kind of funny. Cause like whatever you have on your desktop, it's like icons or your background or whatever it is. So it like carves out a square and then it opens and then somebody appears and you have to zap them. And if you zap them, it leaves an imprint on your desktop of where, where you zap them. And if you play it long enough, it's funny because your whole desktop is just covered in these like burned outlines, like a, like a chalk outline. But instead, it's like a burn because you obviously fry them or whatever. <laughs> and it's pretty funny, right? So I, I went back and played this purely for nostalgia because this is something I played a lot growing up with, with my dad and actually with my brother as well. So it, it, was, it, was, a, it was a nice little reminisce. Not a, not a real great game, but it was enjoyable enough to where I put a couple hours into it and had some fun with it. I didn't beat it because it just a lot of the mechanics that I went through in some of the other games were just kind of frustrating. And in order to actually finish the printer, um, you have to play so far in each game and certain ones were just obnoxious. So I just didn't bother. So it's called Dilbert what? 
Gilbert's desktop games. That's awesome. I I love hearing about these little dumbass, obscure, tiny little games like this. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually talking to my brother about it because my brother and I were talking about like old games stuff. And there's actually another another one that I'm gonna do. And these are licensed things. You know, this is something where where Dilbert basically licensed it out to a developer. And the next one I'm gonna do is actually very similar. Um, there's not 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 for this episode of the podcast, but there's another one I thought about that I that I haven't played for a long time. Oh, cool. Okay. Just, just kind of think about things um, that I haven't played in a long time. So. Did you ever have um, the? I think it was called Johnny Castaway. It was a screensaver. No, I don't think so. Oh man, it was a screensaver that um, had this guy who was stranded on an island. Okay. And it was just him sitting on the island, and every once in a while he would kind of like go do something, or like maybe go like start a fire and cook, or maybe like go fishing, or get a coconut out of a tree or something. And it was just a little cartoon of this guy just every once in a while doing something on the island. That was a screensaver. And sometimes he would uh, try to um like escape the island okay and he or so he might like you might look over at the screensaver and he'd be building a boat and then he would try to get off and then um something would happen like a shark would come and he'd have to go back to the island but if the screensaver ran for enough time total like not just in one session but over all the time that it was installed then eventually he would get off the island how long did it take? I think it was supposed to take like a year or something like that. Um, oh, wow. And my dad had it on his work computer. And he said that one time he was like doing some work. And then like, you know, this was back when you didn't do all your work just on a computer. The computer was only for like very specific things. Yeah. Um, and he looked back at it. And he was like going away on a boat and waving goodbye. And he got rescued, but he didn't get to see how. Oh, that's so funny. So he waited that long? Yeah, I don't know if it was really a year. I don't know. It was something crazy where it was a very long amount of time that he had, that you had to have it. But uh, that I don't know. It, it just That game, for some reason, reminded, made me think of it. It's so interesting, some of the weird stuff that existed like when we were younger. Like When I think about some of the just really simple backgrounds and just some of the dumb shit that became popular, it's just it's so bizarre to me. But, yeah. Anyways. So that was the first game I played. The second game I played, so um, I, I wanted to play, so uh, anybody who doesn't know who S-Fan is, he's a, a streamer who plays class who? well. Really, really great streamer. And he's been playing a lot what's of his, Funny House Rules. What's Pros. his name? S-Fond. Okay. Yeah. Really nice guy. He does a really, really, really quality kind of just genuine, genuine stream. So really like watching him. But he's been playing a lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So I wanted to play another Tony Hawk Pro Skater game. I wanted to play Underground because I know Underground is supposedly really good. Uh, but I couldn't find a working copy. So I ended up playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, which was... Oh, shit. Yeah, kind of a mistake, honestly. So really? I, I Yeah, I don't remember which one I played for the podcast recently. Was it 3? I don't remember I either. For? I don't remember. But so so what I, what I want to say is there's a couple things. So one of the things that really irritates me about the early Tony Hawk games is, do you remember at a certain point when they added that mechanic where you could step off your board and you could just walk around? I don't think I ever played one that had that, but I have heard people complain about that. Yeah, so, so one of the, or, yeah. So one of the things that was really ridiculous early on in Tony Hawk Pro Skater Games is right. So like, let's say you're trying to do a quest. So this one, the quests work like this. There's these little icons. They're either green or or, or red or, or or some sort of color to signify the challenge or the difficulty of it. And uh, what you end up doing is you have to go over to them and press the circle button. Now, if you're holding, so in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, if you press and hold X, 
your skater crouches down and gets ready to jump. And then when you release the X button, they, they, they ollie, they jump, right? So uh, if you're doing that, because that makes you move faster, by the way, when you squat down, you can't start quests. So if you, you're like, oh, shit. And if you've ever played a Tony Pro Skater game, you are always holding it on X because you're trying to maximize your speed so that you can do more tricks and all that fun stuff. So when you're going looking for quests, um, you you are riding around and you're holding down the X button and you're like, oh, shit. So then you ride past and you're like, okay, so I want to turn around. Well, turning in, t- in skateboarding games is very wide. So what ends up happening is you turn too wide and you can't do a U-turn. <laughs> so then you end up hitting a wall and then your skater falls down and you have to get back up. And then you're trying to like, trying to turn again and then you might bump into the wall and the game recognizes it and so your character does a 180 and you just go the opposite direction you're like oh my god i'm just trying to turn around i'm just trying to turn around (laughs) so so then you you press the down button to slow down to a stop and then you do like tank controls you turn all the way around towards the quest and then you go towards it and you're like great and then you forget again and you're holding down x and you skip it and you're like oh my god i'm just trying to start the quest so one of the mechanics they added in one of the later installments, I don't know which one it was. I think it may be underground. And it's one of the, I think it's one of the bumper buttons. You press it and your skateboarder gets off of his board. And so you can walk around with, with kind of free. You have freedom. You have the ability to just roam around and then start quests. I was missing that so much because it was oh, so you frustrating like to start this. Oh, I love it. It's so much better. Like okay. it's riding around is so frustrating because it's really annoying to try and start quests. And in this one, so in, in the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater games, when you start a level, it tells you all the available quests, and then a timer starts, and you just get to roam around and try and do as many quests as you can before the timer runs out, and then the game stops, and you start over. And so if you're partway done with a quest, you lose all your progress. In this one, you the le- there's no timer out in, the, 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 in each level. However, when you start a quest, you have like two minutes to you know collect the letter skate or to get a certain number of points or to... Um, compete in a whoever can get the highest amount of uh, points or to collect combo in one combo. All that kind of normal stuff. Uh, so then again, it was really frustrating because it was it was really annoying to try and go through and uh, manage your way and, and try to grab all these quests. And just, it was a really poor mechanic. So um, on positive note, the music's great. It's, you know, it's early 2000s. I think this came out in like 2001, 2002. Great music for the time. You know, a lot of, a lot of classics. I couldn't even name half the bands that are on there, but it's just like, you hear them and you're like, I know this song. Like I've heard yeah, this song yeah. before. I've heard it on the radio, or maybe you've heard it on on uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, right? So the music's great. Um, the graphics are pretty rough. I will say one of the cool things about it is like the RPG elements. You get stats that you amplify your skater with. So your skater has like you know ten different ability or ten oh, different really? stat lines, and they have you know one to ten based on their performance. And then you, over time you upgrade them so you get better at speed and better at ollieing and grinding. The previous manual. ones didn't have that, right? Yeah, I think that was a new installment, I think, on the fourth one, if I'm not mistaken. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, right? So that, that, that was kind of interesting. Um, but the overall mechanics of the game were... I, so I, I believe my controller, my Xbox controller, is starting to die. Because to do a manual in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, you have to press up, up then down, or down, then up before you land. And I, I kid you not, I oh, hit it right. so many times, and it just would not register. And so one of the things I was trying to do is one of the, one of the levels, or one of the... Um, trophies you have to get you have to collect the letters combo c-o-m-b-o in a single combo without falling so you basically like the first letter you like jump and then grind and if you're grinding a tony Hawk pro skater if anybody hasn't played a, a sort of meter appears it's like a, a a quarter circle appears above your head and there's a little dial that shows your balance and if it goes too far either direction you fall so you have to like gently hit the directional pad or tap it even is what i do in order to keep it in the center and the longer you grind the more points you get and then every trick you do while you're in a combo 
it adds a multiplier. So if you have like 100 points and a two times two multiplier, then you get 200 points, right? So for this, you basically jump your grind. And then after you get off grind, you have to manual, which again, you jump and then hit up, then down or down, then up. You manual, manual has its own sort of balance bar. And if, if it goes either way, then your skater falls and you lose your combo. The other thing is if you're grinding for too long, the balance bar gets really challenging. It goes faster and faster. Oh, right. Yeah, it's harder to keep centered. Correct. It's harder to keep centered. So that's a better way to put it. So if you like grind for a while and then manual and then go to grind again, the game still remembers that you're still in a, in a combo for that grind. So it moves super quick. So you have to be aware the second time you grind, um, there's a good chance that you're going to get kind of thrown off because it's going to happen really quick. Right. So the combo is like, so the one that I, the first example I give is like, when you do the combo, it's like you jump, then grind, then jump manual, then jump, then grind, then jump, then manual, then jump and grind to get the last letter. And then you have to land it. And then once you land it, you get the letters combo and you get, you get the, the trophy for it. Yeah. And they get harder and harder. Like the, so the, one of the ones I did, it's like the first letter is super far in the air. So you have to do like a really, really tough trick to get up to it. And then that's when the, the combo starts. So the second that that lands, you have to do, I think it's called a revert. Um, it's essentially like you have to revert before you manual in order to keep your combo going, which for anybody who hasn't skateboarded, which I haven't, um, that's kind of like gibberish speak. But it's, it, just, it just adds another level of complexity in terms of mechanics in order to keep uh, your combo going, which can be very challenging. So essentially, basically, trick, you have to always be doing a trick of some sort. You can't just be skating or else the combos don't chain together. Yeah, exactly. This one is really challenging because, like, you know, if if it's if there uh, are big gaps between the letters, it's really hard to keep your combos going because th- this one. So, like, the first one I did, you could see all the letters from the beginning, right? The hard one, you could see the first two letters, and it was like, oh, that was one of the other things too. The view distance of this game is really bad. So when you're like looking for things, there's like a quest where you have to collect all these these posters, right? You can't even see half the posters when the, when the quest starts. So it's like you get the first one, and you only have two minutes. So the timer starts. You have two minutes, and you grab the first one, and then you're just skating around, skating around. You found the second one. Oh, your timer's up. Okay, so you go back to the beginning. You grab the first one. You now know where the second one is, so you get that one. Oh, you found the third one. You got that one. Maybe you see the fourth one, and then the timer expires. And so it's just like kind of this shitty progression where you're just basically like redoing these same like three things over and over and over looking for the other ones. And there's not really any hints. It, it's not really an enjoyable mechanic, right? My, my favorite thing about playing Tony Hawk for Skater is going for, like, big, fat tricks or just doing, like, massive points. Right. I really enjoy doing that. I love doing, like, really long combos and, you know, going between manuals and grinds and, you know, doing a bunch of cool stuff. So this game, it, it kind of lacked that for me. So I, I want to play I'm gonna play some other ones probably this weekend, some of the newer ones. I'm going to try and find a working ground of Underground. Because I heard Underground and Underground 2 are some of the better versions of Tony Hawk. I think I've heard that, too. Um, yeah, and, and apparently they just did a re-release of the first and second one. And I watched, like I said, I watched a decent amount of it. And it looked like it had a lot of the same problems that I remember from the older ones. So I don't really think the re-releases are going to do much for me. But I'm really excited to try Underground because it seems like they fixed a lot of the frustrating mechanics that I don't really like about some of the older ones um, in Underground. So um, do, do they, so I can never remember which. I either played two and you three. You played three. You played a three a lot. We've talked about this. I played three. So is yeah. four the one? Which one has Darth Maul and Jango Fett? As um, secret guys. I think that's three. Okay, so I played two and three then, and I liked. I remember liking two quite a bit better than three, but three was still three pretty is my good. Favorite. Really? Okay. Three is my favorite one. I thought three was good, favorite. but I liked two yeah. better. 
I love the soundtrack of three. I, I still remember a lot of the songs that were on it. I don't remember the names of them or anything, but um, I love the soundtrack for three and I love the levels. There were some really good levels. That's the other thing about this one. The level designs weren't that good in this one. So like okay. the, a lot of the half pipes and grind mechanics, they weren't long enough. I felt like to actually like do some crazy cool tricks and maybe I just didn't get far enough into the levels, but it just felt They're like just in a lot of cases, enough. I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. I'm not, I'm not a very good at this game, especially not anymore, but the, the thing was frustrating. It was like, I wanted to do some like really cool tricks some really long tricks. And it was like, by the time I would, it, it just like, there'd be a grind bar in front of a wall. So you finish your grind and it's like, <laughs> there's not really anywhere to go. So you like jump off and you want to combo. So you try to do a manual and then your, your skater just kind of hits the wall and falls off. And you're like, okay, like, why is that grind bar there? Like, what is, what is the point of it? And you can like try and like ride the wall and go up it and then grind off the top of it. But it's really, really tricky. And it, it's, it's difficult to, to land. I don't know. And then the other thing I noticed in this one is the ramps. So like not the not the ramps where you like go up and do, you know, like 360s or whatever, but it's like the ones where you, you can get some like decent height off of them. I didn't feel like the, they, they registered you jumping off them very well. So I would go up to them, I'd go off of them, and then I'd release the X button. And I felt like my character didn't get much didn't didn't get much momentum or height off of them. So I don't know. It Interesting. Just, this one didn't feel good. I really enjoyed playing three, and I may go back and try it again just to see if if either I just have really good nostalgia for it mm -hmm. or if three is just a better game. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of it. So um, this, I assume this is on like PS2, Xbox, GameCube so, probably, right? So here's the fun part. So this is what I learned because I was like researching it. So uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and 4 came out for GameCube, uh, PlayStation 2, I think Xbox, and PlayStation 1. Isn't that weird? PlayStation 1? It came out for PlayStation 1 <laughs> and PlayStation 2. I know. I was okay. like, wait, what? Whatever. Because I, I was trying to find a working copy, and I found I found one, and it was like, oh, use PSX, which is the emulator I use. I'm like, wait, PSX is for PlayStation 1. <laughs> and I'm like reading it, and I'm like, this is a ROM for PlayStation 1. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Works for me. Whatever. Okay, cool. Was that all you got for this episode? Yep, that's all I got. All right. Let's move on to uh, my games then. I also played a kind of a smaller game and then a regular game. Let's go with the regular one first. Uh, Ace Combat 4 for PS2. This game came out in 2001. And it is, as you can imagine, a uh, like a jet fighting game. You're flying around, shooting other jets down. It's Top Gun in video game style. Uh, I remember when this game came out, I, I had never played it. I remember when it came out, it got great reviews, and I kind of considered buying it, but it wasn't really a game that I, I wasn't really looking for something like this at the time, so I never ended up getting it, but I, but I heard lots of good stuff. Um, I kind of randomly felt like playing it recently, so I went for it. This, this might have been one of the games that I had, uh, I think this is one of the games that I put on my New Year's resolutions to play this year. Okay. I uh, just kind of wanted to finally check it out. And it's, it's a solid game. It is, um... It's kind of, I, it's like exactly halfway between simulation and arcade. You know, you can't, definitely can't do a dogfighting simulation on a PS2. Like, that's just not going to work. Um, but at the same time, it's not just wild, balls to the wall, shooting, just fly around and shoot people. It's not that either. They tried their best to kind of make it feel more of like a, uh, I don't want to say serious, but 
I don't want to say really realistic either, but you know, more realistic than just like a shooter game, for instance. Okay. So you, uh, you're flying your jet and you, uh, you can lock on to other, to other jets. And when you lock on, you can fire missiles and you also have, uh, like a machine gun. If you get, if you get close enough and it, you know, it does everything like it, it tells you, you know, you know what your altitude is all the whole time. You, t- you know what angle you're going at, whether you're going pointing up or down. Cause sometimes it's hard to actually see depending on the weather. And, uh, you know, it tells you all the, all, it gives you all that kind of good information. Like you're, you're this, you know, this is how high you are. This is which direction you're heading and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you have, so, th- so the mission structure is there's kind of like a, an overarching story d- during the whole thing. There's a cut scene in between each mission and you watch the cut scene and then it says, all right, this is our mission. This is what's going on. Um, you know, here's what the enemy is trying to do and this is what our goal is and what you're and, and you're and you in particular, you're supposed to do this or that. And usually it's either kind of kill everybody or uh, maybe survive until like 15 minutes is up or so, or you have to kill a certain number of guys in, you know, 10 or 15 minutes or whatever the time limit may be. You have wingmen on your missions, but they kind of, they, they kind of feel inconsequential. Like I never felt like, first off, I never, like, I never, like you see them at the very beginning of the mission, you're all kind of flying together. But then once the bad guys get there and shit hits the fan, you're off killing people. I don't know if I ever really saw one of them again. And you hear them saying things over the radio, but you never get the feeling that, that they're contributing to the outcome of the mission. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even remember heart. Like I would rarely even see one of them. I don't know if I just went off in a different direction or what, or, you know, there's only so much that you can be looking at at one time, but it really didn't. I really didn't feel like they were contributing much. I mean, that's, that's to be under, that's, that's, that's understandable because they want the person playing the game to be the person, you know, completing the mission, obviously. But, uh, but it did feel, I, I do, I did feel kind of like, uh, they tried to make it seem like there were people on your team, but that they just really don't do anything. I would have liked if, if I felt more like they were actually contributing to the mission, but that's kind of a small complaint. Did it make you feel like Spider-Man? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yes, okay, yes. I hate that meme. Oh, that that's good. It really makes you feel like Spider-Man. So you can buy, in between missions, you can also buy new jets as well as new missiles for your jets. And so some of, the, some of them will go faster. You know, it's, it's typical stuff like you might expect. Some of them have better maneuverability. Some of them have, you know, or just can take more hits. Some of them are faster, this and that. Um, I got about halfway through the game. I think there are 16 missions and I did eight of them. And I kind of just got to the point where all the missions were starting to feel the same. And I felt like I had gotten everything out of the game that there was, you know, maybe they might throw something in like new later on in the game, but they hadn't by that point there, they had a couple times, but then there had been a stretch of missions where it's like, okay, I'm, I mean, I'm basically just, you know, you're flying around killing bad guys. That's it's kind of hard to make there be more than that, and so okay. that's all there is really. You're flying around killing bad guys. It's pretty fun, but you know the eight missions probably were three hours or so wow. total, and uh, I, maybe not quite. Maybe I'm I, I, I'm a very bad judge of time, 
But I got a, you know, I had fun for the time that I did play it. But then I got to that point. I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm good. This is, I, I've had. I'm nothing. good. I'm good. I will say, um, there was one really cool point on one mission, and this is actually one of the earlier missions. So there's this uh, anti-aircraft weapon, this big giant anti-aircraft weapon in the game. It's kind of, it's actually part of the story. And it's called, I don't know why, but it's called Stonehenge. And um, there's this one mission where you're flying around doing your thing. And then after you kill everybody, they're like, oh shit, they've got Stonehenge. Everybody get the fuck down. <laughs> and uh, they say, you got to get down now. Get down below 2,000 feet, which is really low for this game. And um, you get down to below 2,000 feet. They're like, all right, they're about to start. They're about to start shooting it off. You got to get in this ravine and stay in the ravine until you get home. There's this like canyon type ravine that you have to get in and maneuver through it in order to finish the mission. And it was really cool and really tense because every once in a while they'd be like, you know, if you, if you rose up above 2000 feet, it's okay if you're there for just a second, if they haven't like fired off the weapon right then, but they're saying, all right, we're, we're tracking them. All right. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to fire it off in five seconds. And then they do a countdown. They're like, make sure you get, make sure you get down. And you, so you're in this ravine. If you start to have to fly out for whatever reason, because maybe you're having trouble maneuvering through it, then you got to sure. get back down into it at that point, or else you're toast. Um, that was like a really cool part of the game. I, I like really felt it really did feel intense at that point. But um, that was really the only time that they did anything very unique. Um, I will say one other thing about it though: the story is surprisingly pretty good. And the cutscenes that they do, I told you, you know, they do it. There's some cutscenes at the very beginning of the, of the game. And then in between each mission, they're all really well animated. Um, it looks like a, like a legit anime, basically. Wow. Um, kind of like a more serious one, not like a crazy action packed one. Uh, and it's really pretty well voice acted as well. Um, okay. Like I was very surprised on how well they did the, the cutscenes in between. So uh, this is definitely a solid, a solid game. Like I said, I I did get a little, you know, I felt like I had enough about halfway through the game, but I did really uh, enjoy the, the time that I did spend on it. That's pretty cool. That's actually really cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Then the last one I played, um, this was the smaller one of the two games. I told you I've been on a big chess binge lately. Yep. Well, I decided to go back and play Chess Master. Do you remember ever seeing the Chess Master, like, DOS games in... It rings a bell, yeah. ...in video game stores and stuff like that? I remember... I specifically remember the box. It had this guy that looked... It was supposed to look like an old, wise, like, man playing chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he looked like a... He always looked like a wizard to me. Because he has this big, long beard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's like the box I specifically remember is kind of, this kind of like a close up, not really a close up, but kind of close up on this guy, on this wizardy looking guy's face. And there are chess pieces in front of him and he's like staring at him, like trying to, to divine the smartest chess move, you know, conceivable. Mm-hmm. But, um, so chess master 2000 was the main chess master game. Um, I decided to, I was like, I want to see if like what this game was like, because when I was young, there was basically chess master and there was battle chess. Okay. Um, chess master was like, I believe, well, chess master was for 
people who uh, are like legitimately interested in chess. Battle chess was for idiots like me who just want to watch <laughs> characters cut each other's arms off and like fight and stuff, right? Because chess isn't fun. You know, I didn't really enjoy chess that much. But I did like watching pieces go around the board and fight each other. So that was pretty cool. So that's what Battle Chess was for. I would never, I never had any interest in Chess Master. Um, so Chess Master 2000 was like the main Chess Master game. I got on archive.org and their library, you know, they have a library of DOS games that you can play in an emulator in the browser window. And I was like, let's give Chess Master a shot. I want to see what that game was all about. Well, I didn't actually play Chess Master 2000. I played basically chess master 2000 but I, the specific version i played was it's called the fidelity chess master 2100 okay. <laughs> I don't, not the greatest title but it's basically like uh my understanding is it's basically Ch- uh, chess master 2000 with like a couple extra bells and whistles and stuff and when you start the game when you start a game of chess it's got the most staticky low-res, like, the most low-res audio imaginable of some guy going, I'm the chess master. Would you like to play? <laughs> like, I can't even do it. It's like, more like, I'm the chess master. I can't do it. <laughs> Carefully. Gonna it's like the raspiest, staticky, this like, it's just imagine, I can't even do it. Tons of static, and some guy going, I'm the chess master. Would you like to play? <laughs> and, uh, so... You play, and um, there are quite a bunch of, quite a lot of options, and there, there's an, even an option to like turn on more options. Where turn, it, there's an option to turn on more options. Yes, I forgot what it's called specifically, but there is an option in this in the option in like the menu, and when you turn it on, it gives you more options in the menus. <laughs> That's good. Um, there are three different viewpoints you can... I was saying, this, this, again, this was a DOS game and that came out... The original one came out in 1989. So, you can't expect too much. Um, there are three different viewpoints. You can have just a basic chessboard. Or you can have, like, a 3D view of a chessboard. Or you can have what's called... It's called War Room in the game. It's a basic 2D chessboard, but it gives you lots of extra information on the side. And it'll say, oh, here's, it like calculates moves and like, it's like, okay, it's done. And it count, it like shows you as it's counting up. It says, all right, I've count, you know, it's calculated 200,000 possible moves. Um, you know, here are the best ones for this particular circumstance. I actually had a little bit of trouble figuring out what it was trying to say the best moves were because whenever it did, it seemed to be saying like a move that already happened. I couldn't quite, I, I didn't spend a lot of time trying to figure it out, but I couldn't quite figure it out if it was telling me I should have done that, or I should do that this time, or the other guy should do that this time. I'm not really sure. But if you take the time to figure it out, it does look like it has good information, like if you're trying to learn, figure out what the best move like in a certain situation would be. Um, in War Room mode, it also tells you if you do a, like a, if you do like a named opening, it'll say, oh, you did the fucking Italian opening or something like that. So that's kind of cool. It kind of just gives you a little extra information like that. Um, you can also do like, again, another option. You can change whether he, whether the guy talks during the game or whether you like when a, when a move happens or whenever, or if like a 
little beep occurs or like whether a little music plays. You can also change the color of the colored squares or even the color of the menus or the color of the background. There's a lot of little, like, like just a lot of little extra stuff that you, they don't have, you know, they don't, didn't have to include, but it's yeah. nice that they did. There's also like a basic tutorial. I didn't play it, but it looks like it just basically pretty much just tells you the rules of chess. It doesn't tell you much about strategy or anything like that. Um, overall, I was pretty impressed with it. Although the AI wasn't as good as I expected. It seems like in most cases, the AI, you know, it's a hard balance to strike because you don't want it to be the perfect chess AI, right? To where nobody can ever beat it. But like I beat the AI on my second try, for instance. And then I played, I was playing some more and I did this. I forgot exactly what I did, but I did a, something where I was able to take, if you do like, you know, if you do this one particular opening, if he does another, like if the other player, the AI does a specific move in response, then there's a, there's a series of moves after that, where if you do everything right and he doesn't, then you can take his queen in like three or four moves or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but I was doing this one series of moves where I was able to take the AI's queen very early on, and I did it five times in a row, and it worked every single time. And I would have thought that it would have not necessarily learn, but maybe not necessarily do the exact same response every time. Like, it would be programmed, you would think, to, like, mix it up here and there. Did, but did, Wait, so so I guess I guess you, you beat the AI, right? Yeah. Did it get harder or No. No, I never got harder. Jesus. And when you beat when you when you do this when you take his queen so early, the guy says, uh, "Will you accept my resignation?" <laughs> uh, That's an odd way to say I lose. Yeah, and and you don't and you can keep going if you want, but it's like you lost your queen in four moves. You're gonna you're not gonna win. Um. So no, it 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 wasn't learning. It wasn't getting harder or, any, or anything like that. Weird. It was just like this one particular tactic. It just didn't have an answer for, uh, and it's really something that would only work against you know, like beginner, like to maybe like high level beginners, but no nobody beyond that. Like everybody else would see this coming. So I wasn't really as impressed with the AI as I expected to be, but with the game overall, it was a. The, the game itself was well done. It just was easy to exploit the, the AI in, in particular situations. Okay. So again, that was the Fidelity Chess Master 2100. Basically, Chess Master 2000 for DOS 1989. How many hours did you say, would you say you played it? Uh, I probably played like about an hour. Okay. Okay, Jay, you ready for top fives? I am. Top five is games you hate. This is not just games that are bad. We've done like least favorite games before, I think a long time ago, but a game can be really, really bad and you not necessarily hate it. Right. Or a game can be good and you can hate it. Exactly. A game can be good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. That's very well. Very good. Thanks. I mean, it's like, you put it. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I think I'm used to saying stuff like that to my daughter, like to 
be encouraged. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I felt about it. Like, I'm, I don't take any offense. Like, I'm, not, I'm not upset. I think it was just kind of funny. Uh, uh, one time, the, off topic, this reminded me that, like, when she was really little, and we were going through the phase where if she wasn't doing what you did, what, 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 she, what, what she was told, then you'd start counting down. You know, oh, yeah. to get her to do it, like to get her ass in gear. Like if she's like yeah. ignoring you or like saying, I don't want to, then you go, Catherine, three, two, and you're like, okay, 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 okay. So anyway, we were in that stage and I did, actually did it to the dogs one day. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to call them inside and they wouldn't come. I was like, Spencer, get inside. Spencer, come on, come on. Spencer, three, two. <laughs> As if you're going to do something. Yeah. Of course, he's just fucking looking at me. Um, where were we? Games you hate. Game, not just games that are bad, but games that you actually have a uh, a hatred for. Yep. So, um, uh, do you, yeah, you want to go same order? Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, sure. Number five. Uh, my number five is Friday the Thirteenth for for regular Nintendo. I, I played this game <laughs> a decent amount when I was a kid, and I hate this game for a couple reasons. One, it scared the shit out of me for no reason. The game is absolute pixelated hot garbage. It was just like. I, I think it was just the randomness at which times the killer would pop out and go after him. Like, you know, some of the some of the situations were kind of spooky, but it was just such a crap game. And it was so, it, it, as a child, obviously, I'm looking at this perspective when I was a kid, it was so impossible. Like, I never felt like I could make any progress. And I always hated losing characters because, like, when you're a kid, you know, you want to try and keep everybody alive. And this game frustrated me to all hell. And then I played it as an adult. And I'm like, this is the biggest waste of time ever. Like, I do not like this game at all. So it wasn't just you being a kid that sucks at games. It was uh I hated it as a kid for a different reason than I didn't like it as an adult. And both right, okay. was like, yeah, kinda fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda this this game isn't on, the game that I'm about to talk about isn't on my list, but I kinda had a similar uh experience with Iron Sword, which was an NES game. It's the one with Fabio on the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, I just remember that game being just... I, for some reason, I played it a lot, but it was just an absolute trash Nintendo game. Like, it just sucked. Like, there's nothing good about it. I don't really know why I played it, but it was a terrible game. But for the game that I hate, my number five, I'm going to go with Mario 2. Wow, you hate that game. I love that game. I really hate it. I, I don't think... I don't think any of the games on my list are going to surprise anybody. In fact, most people can probably guess two or three. Oh, of them. I already know what your number one is then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mario Two, I do think it's a bad game, but I don't think it's terrible. But I hate it because I feel like this was one where I feel like the developer, or yeah, I feel like the developers of the game are like out to get you. It doesn't feel like they want you to have fun. It feels like they want you to suffer and to get killed, and to just have a hard time getting through the game. To me, it doesn't feel like they they put anything to be like, oh, this is going to be fun for the players. It's more like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be hard for them to get past. Like, what? Let's see if they can do this. I think one of the reasons that I also hate it so much is is just a personal thing, which is I have not yet been able to beat it. And you talk about like people talk about hate beating games, you know, like just to. Like, finishing a game just to, like, show that they can because they hate it and they don't want it to get the best of them. This is the game that I feel like that about. And I I sometime, I am going to someday have to beat this game because I feel like it's kind of gotten the best of me. Yep. So far it's like in an my ego life. play. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. And to make it worse, I'm pretty sure I came one hit from killing the final boss Ooh. on like my like the last time that I really gave this a, a shot at beating it. That's so uh, yeah, I I don't have a good relationship with Mario too. Um, I just want to. We were talking about key, uh, mouse, or mice and keyboards or mouses and keyboards. The brand I was, I was referencing is called Glorious PC. Glorious. Glorious. Oh, Glorious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh was, yeah, yeah. I've heard of those. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just talking to Hunter because Hunter messaged me. He's like, "Do you have any recommendations for a keyboard?" I'm like, not really. Just think about how easy. They're trying to find one that's easy to clean. Tell. Uh, I've got a Varmillo. I've been really happy with it. He actually, know. he actually ordered one from Glorious. That's what oh, I'm okay. thinking of it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Um, my number four is going to be... So I, I took a couple from some of the stuff we did this year. My number four is going to be Mr. Mosquito. Um, I thought that <laughs> game was so... Just... It, it like... I, I really didn't like a lot of things about it. It was stupid. It was frustrating. It wasn't fun. But just, like, the weird shit with, like, the, sh- the bat scene really just irritated me. Like, it, it just... It was kind of funny for, like, 15 seconds. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, this is literally some dude's fantasy to be, like, a fly on the wall. Or, in this case, be a mosquito on the wall. It was just... Really weird, and that yeah. kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And it just ever since then, whenever I think of games that piss me off, like or, or that I don't like, <laughs> this game it, it comes up almost instantaneously. That's good. That's that's uh, I think that's a le- very legitimate complaint about Mr. Yeah. Mosquito. All right, I didn't see that one coming. That's a good one. Uh, my number four, Kingdom Hearts. Oh wow, that low. I figured it'd be higher than those. Yeah, maybe a little surprising that it's not my number one or two, but um. Kingdom, you know, I give it some credit because the game looks great. There are yeah, some, that's true. yeah, there are some good things about it. I like the Disney theme, but you love Goofy. Let's be. Let's I be fucking love here. Goofy. I can't get enough of him. But uh, the game is just so tedious. The levels, the levels are terrible. There, it's. You have to run through all the same places many, many times. There are levels where if you fall off, then you got to start all the, like if you fall off a platform, then you like got to start over on the, at the beginning of the level and find your way back here and there, or just like run through this. Like, it's like, I remember the jungle level. You got to swing on these oh, vines yeah. and go to one place and then you got to go back. so brutal too. And then you go to another place and then you got to go back. And then you go back to the first place and then you go back again. And then you go back to the second place and you go back again. There are places where are it's like there are levels that are kind of or, or areas that you have to go in levels and they're hidden. But they're, there's like not they're not there's not an indication that the place is going to be hidden. It's like, oh, yeah, go find this place. There's the. Uh, the um, what is it? The fucking I want to say Prince of Persia, Aladdin, Aladdin mm-hmm. level where you got to jump around on rooftops and it's like, again, if you fall, then you got to like start back over from where you started from, and it's just very, very tedious. The the Pinocchio level is kind of like that also. Ah, it sucks. The game just sucks. Yep, still uh, after after playing my last time, not a huge, not nearly as much of a fan as it was when I was younger. I definitely under, I can share some of the complaints you have for sure. Yeah. Um, my number three is going to be Need for Speed. So wow, I don't, I don't. It, it's it's interesting. This is one of those games that I think is really popular, and they're probably not the worst game. I'm just, wait, 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 wait. Need for Speed isn't the right one. What is the racing series where they make the the 
is it called blowout burnout it's the ones where they do like the really movie-esque crash scenes i think it's burnout i haven't played burnout but i'm pretty sure it's oh, it's, my keyboard, stand by. <clears throat> it's not need for speed though hold on sorry i'm gonna type for a second sorry on my keyboard i realized as soon as i said it wasn't need for speed oh these wouldn't actually oh it would qualify okay it would. i think you're i think it is 2002. Yeah, it's Burnout. Sorry, I'm sorry. Burnout. So, okay. I, I, Need for Speed, I have no problem with. I've actually played a little bit of Need for Speed. I don't necessarily love it, but I don't hate it necessarily. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Burnout, Burnout irritated the shit on me. I really like Gran Turismo, as I've talked about before. I love racing simulators. I love like the the thought process, the amount of ability to go through it, like the growth as a driver. Like as you play it, it gets you know it, there's a lot of challenge to it. I don't like the idea of playing a game purely for the cutscenes of you crashing. Kind of like we were talking about with with the trailers for games, right? I play the game to play the game. I don't play the game to see fancy cutscenes and explosions and a bunch of dumb shit, unless it's like GTA, where it's like different things that you're doing actually cause that to happen, or it's like the end result of something. I, I just never really liked it, and I always hated going to people's houses who own those games, because they're like, oh, I'm going to show you Burnout. And it's like, fuck. Like, I'm going to watch this person drive around and do stupid shit, and then they're going to blow up these stupid cars, and it's cool for 15 seconds, and then I'm completely over it. Like let's play something. Oh wow, you really hated that bad? I just it just doesn't do anything for me. I find it I find it obnoxiously boring, honestly. Wow, I I remember. So I haven't played Burnout, so I can't speak to that. But I remember in Driver, we used to do forget what it's called, but it's like getaway mode or something like that. It's just a hundred cops chasing, not really a hundred, but like ten cops chasing you, and you're seeing how long you can last. And we used to do that just so we could watch what kind of crazy crashes would happen. Yeah, like, I feel like it's fun for, like I said, 15 seconds. Like, it's one of those things, but I'm not going to spend probably, what, $30, $40, $50. This is 2002, so probably $50, $60, if I had to guess. For one of those games, I don't know. It's just like, if I'm going to do that, I'd rather play a real racing game or, or just play Mario Kart or something. I don't know. It just doesn't It just doesn't okay. appeal to me at all. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right, let's see what my number three... Ah, uh, my number three is Shenmue. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I thought you I thought you enjoyed Shenmue. I knew it was kind of a dude. Meme. No, you don't. No, no, no. You don't remember us talking about it. I hated this game. Okay. I hated it. It was fucking terrible. This <sighs> game. There are times where so time passes in the game. There are times where you have to just let the game sit there for twenty minutes before you can go do the next part of a mission. Most of the game is just you walking around talking to one person and figuring out who else you should talk to. The, oh, I don't know. You should talk to this guy. Okay, let me go find him. Oh, you should go talk to this guy. Okay, let me go talk to him. Oh, you should go talk to this guy. All right, let me go talk to him. Oh, you're looking for... Okay, you should go talk to this guy. And then you go talk to him. Okay, okay come back at 4 p.m. Well, that's 30 minutes in real life time. So I got to just let my game sit here for 30 minutes while I go off and do something else. Okay. Then you come back and he says, oh, come back and see me in the morning. Okay. So now I got to wait another 30 minutes until it's nighttime. Then I got to go back to my house, go to sleep, wake up. Then it's the next day started. Then I need to wait another 30 minutes to where, you know, it's time for that guy to wake up. Then I need to go to his store and talk to him. And he's going to say, oh, you should go talk to this guy. The game is fucking absolute trash it's it's interesting that mechanic i remember when that mechanic first started i think one of the first times i experienced it was major's mask which is a lighter touch on it right it's not not nearly as extensive but i really enjoyed it because it made me feel like it was a real world but i can understand when they exaggerate it to the point where there's not a whole lot going on and it's that much time i totally get it but it, it, it's it is an interesting mechanic but obviously expanded into 
a much larger uh, effect or mechanic uh, down the line. Yeah, I think they could have been handled a lot better. Mm-hmm. At least give you something to do in the meantime, or not make it last so fucking long. The whole game, and, and nothing exciting happens. The whole, the whole entire game, nothing happens. It's just go talk to this guy, go talk to that guy. No, like there are, there, like there's like one or two times in. 20 or 30 out where there's like, oh, here's a twist to the plot. Mm-hmm. Now you go talk to a different guy and figure it out. Like, and even the twist, like I use twist very loosely here. It's like, <laughs> oh, here's something you didn't know. Okay. Now you gotta go. Now go talk to this guy. It's hair. The game is horrible. Solid. All right. Number two. Um, my number two is Daikatana. Another one that we played, oh! we played together this year. Yeah, so, so primarily my hatred for this game was, you know, I went into it thinking it can't be that bad, right? We, we talked about this. It can't be that bad. It, it really is that bad. And then it was, well, I want to try and get far enough into it to where I can, I feel like I can talk about it confidently, right? And it's like you play it and you're like, this game sucks and it's obnoxiously difficult in a really stupid manner. And then you die and you have to start over and you're like, okay, I can do this. And then you do it again and you just get so frustrated. It's just... It's a poorly designed game with so many flaws to it that just make it so frustrating. And for us, we actually had to play it long enough to get a real taste of it. And by the end of it, I was just so fed up with that game. You remember the robots? Dunka, 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 yeah. dunka. Oh, yeah, plus the sound. Yeah, I forgot. About I remember that. the loading screens. Remember the loading screens? Tick, 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 tick. I didn't even talk about the sound. Yeah, all the garbage sound effects. And the sound localization, too, because there was. There was issues where, like, you wouldn't hear anything, and then you'd get right next to it, and it would be, like, full blast volume for some reason. Like, there were so many just garbage mechanics to it. I actually forgot about that entirely. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Um, what's no- uh, my number two? Ah, uh, my number two, the game that I played for the last episode, Final Fantasy three. Oh, wow. You hated that much. I really, really did. Okay. I felt kind of similar to Mario 2, but in a much greater degree. I felt like they don't want you to have fun with this game. They just wanted to make it as hard as they can, as tedious as they can for you to get through it. In particular, the hours of grinding you have to do, the final stretch of uh, for the last for the to, to up to the final boss where. The last place you can save is about an hour away. An hour including like four boss battles before you get to the final boss. Five boss battles before the final boss, actually. And despite grinding throughout the whole entire game and doing every optional side quest, getting every secret, like, hidden piece of uh, gear, fighting every optional boss, still... Had to level several, so I had to spend several extra hours of leveling before I was able to beat the final boss. Interesting. And the game, and it's long, even outside of that, it's like 30 hours long. I think my final playthrough was maybe a little over 30 hours, not including the times that I died after, you know, spending an hour trying to get to the final boss. Yep. Oh, like, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. It, it feels like the developers, I felt like they hated me. Hmm. All right. What's your number one most hated game of all time? 
My number one hated game of all time is Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Uh, this was for, I want to say PlayStation. Let me go real quick. Sorry for my keyboard. I think it was PlayStation 1 or 2. Uh, where is it? No, it's, hold on a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute my mic for a second. My keyboard is very... It's, it's PlayStation 2. Perfect. So the reason I hate this game, I never played this against other people. I played this at a, fr- a friend's house, and we played it a lot. And what we wanted to do is beat the game. And you get to it's a, a fighting game. Point, it's a fighting game. Yes, it's a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. So well, the, th- the stupid thing about this game that drove me nuts so much, and I got this on sale. It was like one of those like basket type games where it was on sale. I should have been should have known at that point. <laughs> yeah, game. But you were probably just uh, like Dragon Ball at the time. Yeah, because I was still I was still at that age. But yeah. um, the the frustrating thing about this is it got to a point where the AI there there was not it, it like the game would progressively get more challenging. Right? There's like uh, you know you, you learn different mechanics and you have to interact with the with the with the um, opponent, like whatever. And it got to a point where the AI was literally unkillable for me. And I don't know if it was because <laughs> I was garbage. And, and I went on, I went online and like read about it and people were saying like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculously challenging. Like, unless you're like a very high skill, high, high caliber player, you're not going to be able to do well. And it was so frustrating because the game, like it got progressively harder and harder and harder. It, it wasn't like, it wasn't that. And then all of a sudden it was just like unkillable. Like I couldn't do anything. And I would get to a point where I'd like win around and then they went around. In the third round, I wouldn't even get to touch them. They would just obliterate me from start to finish. And it was like, okay, so if you even get close to them, close to beating them, they just destroy you. And I got really frustrated. I remember my friend was like, he was he was like, dude, you gotta calm down. Like I was getting so mad. And then he went <laughs> online and read and he's like, he like showed me this article because somebody's like, it's apparently extreme like it is so poorly designed from a balanced perspective that it's just obnoxiously frustrating. Holy but shit. Yeah. Yep. That sounds kind of like the fighting game equivalent of what I described in Final Fantasy three. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't. I, I don't mind a challenge, right? So I like right. difficult yeah. things. I like a challenge. But when it gets to the point where it's just so frustrating, it's it's you don't feel like you can progress past it. It just ugh, it just drives me nuts. Holy shit, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, my number one is actually a toss up between this and Final Fantasy three. But I think the edge goes to King's Quest V. Hmm. Terrible. So, I mean, the King's Quest games are very well known, uh, pretty well regarded, especially in the time. They were very popular back back in the day. Um, They do have good, they did have good graphics. They had good art. A nice kind of, the aesthetic of the King's Quest games was really cool. All that stuff is fine. It has all that going for it. But King's Quest V is one of the most uh, egregious offenders of the classic uh, adventure game that screws over your save and you don't know it and you can't beat the game situation. This game does that worse than any that I personally have played because there are things you can do or not do basically the beginning of the entire game that will come back to bite you hours and hours and hours later into the game. So where you can't beat the game 10 hours later because you didn't do something, you know, in the first 30 minutes of the game, or there is something that you did do in the 30 first 30 minutes of the game that you shouldn't have done. And that should never be the case. You should never be punished 10, 15, 20 hours into a game for something that happened in the first 30 minutes to an hour of the game. Yeah, absolutely. 
You should you, you should never be punished for that, and you should especially not be able. You should especially not be unable to beat the game because of something that happened in the first hour of the game. Mm-hmm. If that thing happens, you should know. You should get some indication of that and get a game over, or at least the option <laughs> to start over. Um, but I mean, and it's not obvious things either. It's very, very, very unobvious things. Like there's a pie that you get at some point in the game and you can eat the pie if you want. If you eat the pie, then there's no way you can ever win the game because you need the pie (laughs) at the very end of the game. And you get this pie, like very close to the beginning. There's this long part where you're walking through the desert and you'll die if you go long enough without um, like drinking water. And I remember trying to get through when I was little playing this game, trying to get through the desert. I thought, well, you know, it's not water, but I do have the pie. Maybe that's what that's for. Maybe it gives you extra energy and you're able to get through the desert. So I ate the pie then. And if you do that, nope. 20 hours later in the game, you're going to be able to, you're going to be unable to beat the game because you have to have the pie. There are so many situations of that exact thing in this particular game. There's one, I have talked about this on the podcast. There's one part very, very early on where you walk into, you like come into a town for the first time. And the first time you walk into this town, the first like screen of the town, when you walk there, there's a uh, cat chasing a rat. Okay. Okay. Right. What do you do? You just, do you think anything about that? You're just going to watch it or are you going to do something? I think you're just, okay. Yeah. You're going to pet it. I just watched the scene play there. Like, okay, that's interesting. I saw that happen. I wonder what that's going to mean for later in the game. Like, I wonder why they showed me that. Well, they showed you that because for the few seconds where you see the cat chasing the rat, you're supposed to go to your inventory, get a boot that you have, and use the boot on the cat that's running so you can throw the boot at the cat and the cat doesn't catch the rat. You, you have no idea. I mean, you have no reason to want to do this in the game. It's not like you know the rat or something like that or have an affinity to the rat. It's just a random rat you see getting chased by a cat. Well, if you don't randomly think, oh, I'm going to throw a boot at the cat so he doesn't catch it, then you can't beat the game later because the rat has to help you escape from like some room later on in the game. Okay. It is absolutely terrible game design. And it, and it, and it the worst part about it is on top of all this, when one of these things happens that uh, screws your game over to where you can't win, you don't know it. So the whole point of a point-and-click adventure game is figuring, is like, oh, it's a puzzle. I got to figure out what to do here, right? Well, you just think you haven't figured it out yet. You don't know. Oh, no, it's actually impossible now. You're like, oh, I just haven't figured out what the solution to doing this or that is. Let me keep thinking about it. So that makes it even worse because you think there's a way to do it. So you keep playing, even though it's impossible to ever advance. If you do one of these many things, there are, there are many, many other examples in this game of where stuff like this happens, but uh, those are just like the, the, the biggest ones that's, that stand out to me. Who I hate that game. Wow. You really hate it. I do. Okay. Feel like I got something off my chest tonight. I'm glad we could do that for you. Thanks. Okay, Jay, next top five is, um, I forgot. I'm, I'm very sad that we forgot about this, but I'm also kind of excited that we get to do it now. Um, I realized just a couple days ago 
You know what we never did? What? We never did our summertime top 10 of 25 years ago this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. I can't believe we missed it. That's my, that's like, honestly, my favorite top list yeah. of the whole year. It always surprises me. Does it? Yeah, like, it's always interesting to see, like, I, I in my mind, I'm like, this game came out on this year. And then I look and I'm like, what? It always throws me off. Which oh, yeah. I love looking through the list on Wikipedia of like games that came out in. So this will be mm-hmm. uh, this will be 1995. Top 10. Our top 10 games of 1995. Um, I love looking at the list of games that came out, you know, in whatever year it might be. And be like, oh, shit, I remember this game. Oh, I remember this game. Oh, I remember this one, mm-hmm. too. It's very fun just to be reminded of games that like I might have forgotten about otherwise. So that's yeah, our exactly list. How I look at it. Yeah. So that's our list. Top 10 of 25 years ago for the next episode. And speaking of the next episode, so the next episode, quick reminder, will be our game of the quarter. We're going to um, be playing Civ 4. Uh, so if you want to play Civ 4 and write in your thoughts, please do so. The next episode, I'm not sure, but may possibly be earlier then it might it might be more like two weeks than three weeks because we kind of did we kind of waited extra long in between this time this one and the last one i think and it also depends on if you remember when we announced this game of the quarter we're also going to have long time e- the longest time emailer uh jeff wachter we're going to bring him onto this episode just for fun he's going to talk about civ 4 with us so this also depends partly on when he can do it. I'm not sure what his schedule is. So if you want to get your email in for that episode, do it soon because we might be recording earlier than we typically do. But it's going to be probably two or three weeks from this from this one when the next one comes out. Get, send in your email as soon as you can So you, if you want to take part in that so you can make sure to get in that episode. That's, again, Civ 4 that we're going to be playing. Speaking of emailers, we've got a couple of them for this episode. Let's get to them, and then we'll be about ready to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, first one comes in from our friend Travis, a.k.a. Ness Friend. One half of the Drunk Friend podcast. He he was our guest not too long ago, and he just couldn't get enough of us, so he sent in an email. Travis says, Hey, short-time listener, one-time guest, first-time emailer. I love the show. I'm generally a positive gaming enthusiast and reserve my strongest ire for perhaps more important things going on in the world. <laughs> That's maybe not a bad idea. <laughs> but there are a handful of games that I despise dearly. I don't know you could despise something dearly. But it makes sense. Don't question, don't question him. Okay. One is SimCity Societies. I vaguely remember this. Uh, it was a SimCity spinoff that took all the things SimCity fans loved most about being civil engineers uh, and transformed it into an unrecognizable trash heap uh, that challenged every personal computer's ability to render it as an extra middle finger. SimCity Societies. Okay, th- never mind. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with this one. This one, I was thinking of something older than this. 
<clears throat> Next is Glover on N64. Oh, yeah. What's this? I, I think it's a platformer. I remember the name uh, from back in the day. He I remember said, it was on the like, back of magazines. He says, um, if parading around as if you're the disembodied hand of Michael Jackson isn't weird enough, try controlling it with a Nintendo 64 controller and a physics engine that was developed by a group of people who had apparently never experienced Earth's gravity before. <laughs> it's terrible. Huh. Uh, and Mist. Oh, wow. Mist? Come on. Mist is pretty good. He says, I know it's an exceptional... I know it's an exceptional game for its time and a hallmark of the adventure game genre. I know that back in the 90s, seeing the graphical fidelity of that game on your compact on your compact Presario monitor was otherworldly. <laughs> but have you actually tried to solve the puzzles in that game? There's just not enough LSD or, frankly, time that would make it possible for me to do it. Co- All right, Trav. Mist is not that bad. Robert, you upset about that? I'm not, no, I'm not upset. I, I, I can understand not liking it, but come on. Really hating it that much? I think Miss is pretty good. Anyway, he says, I don't want to make this too long for fear it won't be read, so I'll stop at four. Oh, here, he's got one more. Pac-Land. <laughs> oh, I vaguely remember this. I do too. Uh, I get wanting your favorite video game to come to life a little more as technology allows, but did we really need a Pac-Man side-scroller? We did not. I I do agree with you there, Travis. There's nothing redeemable about this game at all. It's pointless. You're just Pac-Man in a hat going back and forth to visit a fairy in a bush while the entire world tries to kill you and you're constantly assaulted by sound design that is so terrible I'd swear this game was an experiment by terrorists to see how far wow. we'd go to enjoy Pac-Man. Wow. Thankfully, not very far. Congrats on the 150th. Trav, a.k.a. Nest Friend, a.k.a. Polykill, a.k.a. Drunk Friend, Tales of the Lesser Medium, someone on Twitter. Someone on Twitter. Thank you, Travis, for writing in. Always good to hear from you. Let me, um, I'm going to give you the next one, Jay. Oh, actually, never mind. This one's like two sentences long, so I'll read it. This one's from uh, from Jonathan, our resident uh, archivist. He says, hey guys, just a quick shout out for still delivering quality quality content after all these years. I am truly thankful for what you do. Oh, and Rob, don't play Dragon Quest. Just don't. I played one. I played one. I played one. He says, I played one. I don't know if that means he played Dragon Quest 1 or he played one of the Dragon Quests. I think he played one of the Dragon Quests because I feel like he would have said, I don't know. I, I would think he played one of the Dragon Quest games. Okay. I played one and spent over 200 hours in a grind fest. That can't be that. Okay. He says, I'm looking forward to hearing how you enjoy Final Fantasy 4 and 5, even if I have to stick around for another 50 episodes to hear it. <laughs> Big John. Okay, Big John. 200 hours. This either means that... I don't actually know what he's saying here. This either means that he got addicted to the game so badly that he had to spend 200 hours like grinding his guys all up to level 90. Or his guy, I guess. 
depending on which one it was, all of the way up to level 99. Like, you know how people sometimes do that in yeah. RPGs? Like, is that what he's talking about? Or is he ex- just exaggerating and saying... I, I think he's saying don't get addicted, I think, is what I'm getting from that. Like, he really liked he's it. He's saying he really liked it and don't get addicted. Okay, I can't yeah. actually tell. But, okay, I'll go, we'll go with that then. Well, uh, Jonathan, I'm here to tell you that I actually started playing Dragon Warrior a few days ago. But you don't get to hear about it yet. Um, and that's it for emails this time. Short, short email wow. section today. In celebration of our 150th episode. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, real quick. Current gaming subcast. Jay, hit me with what you got. Uh, I talked about a little bit of Among Us. Pretty fun game. Uh, bought a new board game this week. A, uh, it's a deck building cooperative board game which deck building is is a very popular trend right now in board games and board games enthusiasts it's uh, it's called harry potter uh battle i think it's called battle for hogwarts i want to say is the full name of it I, I it got recommended off of a lot of people's lists as like a really really solid deck building board game and it's okay it's not it's not amazing it doesn't do anything exceptionally well i mean i think people are just a, people who are very new to deck building when they start playing it for the first time, they think it's the coolest thing ever, and, and no matter what, they think it's they think it's like god tier, and it's just okay. It, like the the difficulty, huh. it, it's not it's not fully mapped out in terms of balance, and the mechanics aren't that interesting, and the game randomly gets harder without really any justification for it. And there's some RNG factors to it as well. There's not really a lot of depth to sort of um, what I call like theory crafting. I'm big into theory crafting and into board games. I love the idea of like sitting yeah, back yeah. after playing a game and. You know, trying to figure out different strategies, and it just doesn't really have a whole lot of it. So, if you're really new to deck building, it's it's a great introductory, uh, great introduction to it. If you're already into it, Ascension is probably the best deck building game I've ever played. It's just uh, just a really, really, really fun uh, deck building game with a lot of combos to it. Um, but this game's okay. It, it's uh, it's definitely much simpler and easier to set up than Gloomhaven, but you know, it, it lacks some some definite substance to it. Have you ever played Dominion? I've heard of it. Is it? Have you played it? Do you like it? Uh, I just got it recently. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, but I like, no, I have not played it. I like it a lot. Um, okay, here we go. I got a good. I got a good one for this current gaming subcast. Crusader Kings three. Um, Crusader Kings two. You might remember. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Very fun game. It's a grand strategy game made by Paradox. And Crusader Kings 2 is famous for being basically like a lot of people, uh, people who play it call it uh, an incest simulator because oh, <laughs> your goal is to make your dynasty like as powerful as you can to take over, to conquer as much of Europe basically as you can. And what happens a lot of time is you, to do this, you just want to, you know, make the most practical decisions, maybe not the most moral decisions. And you end up marrying people in your family just because they have good stats. And uh, that's where the whole incest simulator (laughs) thing comes from. Um, You don't always marry people in your family. Like sometimes, like a lot of times it makes a lot of sense to marry other people because then you can, that's how you make alliances is by marrying your daughters off to other people, for instance. But then if it's your heir, if it's like the next person you're going to be playing as and you want him to, you know, marry someone, you know, the, the, the bottom line is, you're not picky on who you marry as long as you're marrying them for a good reason. So sometimes it happens to be somebody in your family. Hey, whatever's best for for the for the for the glory of your dynasty, right? Well, 
Crusader Kings 3 just came out and it is they did a fucking fantastic job with this wow. game. A lot of times Paradox gets a lot of uh criticism because when they release their games, they are lacking a lot of features at 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 first and then they gradually like add those in over time via patches and sometimes and, and well via about halfway through about half through patches and half through DLC. They typically end up becoming very, very good, but they do have a reputation for lacking a little bit at first. They nailed it right out of the gate on this one. Wow. The game is awesome. It Im- They improved every single aspect of Crusader Kings 2 and then added more stuff into it. The game is 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 awesome. If you like Crusader Kings 2 or it ha- if it just has sounded interesting to you and maybe it's been a little bit too intimidating to play because it has a pretty steep learning curve then I highly recommend Crusader Kings 3. I do think, it's kind of hard for me to say because I'm kind of familiar with the formula now, but it kind of seems like this one would be, I think this one would be at least a little easier to learn than Crusader Kings 2 also. So it's even a little bit friendlier to learn, despite being extremely complicated. But, I mean, there's still going to be a pretty steep learning curve, but I don't think it's as impenetrable as CK2 was. But, so... The whole idea of of Crusader Kings, it's a grand strategy game. You're in Europe, starting off in like the 800s, and you might own a county or a duchy, or maybe even you're a king and you own a kingdom, depending on who you start off as. And your goal is kind of, it's one it's like open-ended. It's kind of like you just do whatever you want to do. Typically, that means, oh, I want to take over as much of Europe as possible. And you do that by going to war with people. Or by simply inheriting land. Um, sometimes inheriting land means marrying the right person, so that your heir, excuse me, your heir, who is the you always play. So when your character dies, it's not game over. You always play as the next person in your dynasty. You're the next heir in your dynasty. So the dynasty is basically like a last name, basically. So uh, if you're a male. It's going to be your, typically going to be your uh, firstborn son is going to be your heir. That can change. You can change the succession laws to determine somebody else being a different heir or who gets what and this kind of stuff. But typically it's your son. Your firstborn son is going to be your heir. You play as him when you die and so on and so forth. Sometimes you do end up playing as a woman. Maybe you didn't have a son or maybe there are lots of different things that come into play where like, it's like, Oh, for some reason my heir ended up being my sister or my aunt or my daughter or something like this. So you do play as women sometimes, but kind of the most common thing is you have a son, no matter how many you have, the first one is your heir. That's who you're going to play as when your character dies. So you want to make sure he marries somebody that's really good. Maybe somebody who also owns lots of stuff. So when you play as him, then you get more stuff. Or maybe she just has claims on things and or she's in line to inherit something. And if you do an assassination plot to murder the person who has it now, then it magically becomes yours because you were the next person who was supposed to get it anyway. You were kind of like the next in line to 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 claim that land. So this is this all goes to say there are many ways of expanding your realm you can do it straight up by going to war for somebody against somebody and taking it you can do it through intrigue by murdering the right person so that you just happen to inherit everything you can do it by marrying into the right family to where you just happen to get stuff from that it's that's that's the beauty of crusader kings of the crusader kings series so 
I have two stories. Crusader Kings is known for creating awesome stories just kind of naturally as you play it. Two quick stories and then we'll wrap up this episode. of uh, these, these are things that happened to me in Crusader Kings 3. One of them, I was the Duke of a Bavarian duchy. Okay, so real, real quick rundown. Basic, so there's more than this, but just to kind of give you basic understanding, the the basic uh, kind of like the smallest amount of land that you could own in the game. This isn't exactly right, but but basically is a county, and you can think of a county as basically as like a state. Okay, then there's a duchy. Duchy is one level up. It's you think of that as kind of uh, just a group of states. Okay, and then there's kingdoms, which think of that as like a country. So county smallest. Duchy bigger, kingdom bigger. I was the duke of a duchy. My brother-in-law is the duke of another Bavarian duchy, okay? So he wants to take my duchy from me so that he can unify the kingdom of Bavaria and become a king and not just a duke, all right? I want to do the same thing. I want to also take his duchy so I can become the king. He's weaker than me. But before I, you know, I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm going to declare a war to him yet. Maybe there's a better way of doing this. Well, before I can do anything about it, he forms um, a faction against me. And this faction is, he gets a group of people to say, yeah, we want this guy to be the king of Bavaria. We're going to come take your duchy from you. So even though he's weaker from me, he's got a big group of people that makes him Altogether, they're stronger than I am, okay? They come together. They forcefully press his claims on my duchy so that he can be king. Um, and his faction is stronger than I am by myself. And I don't have good alliances yet because I haven't like married off my daughters to people. So I'm kind of fucked right now. Um, I fight him off the best I can, but I'm definitely losing. I'm about to lose. Just before he wins this war, the king of, I think it was Eastern Francia... He also decides he wants my duchy, okay? And this guy is a lot more powerful than my brother-in-law. But the king of East Francia, he doesn't actually just want to take the duchy for himself. He he only wants to subjugate me. So I would still be in charge of it, but I would just he would just be my king now. Instead of me basically being independent, I would just have to pay the king taxes, more or less. So... What I do is I immediately, he goes to war with me. He says, hey, we're going to subjugate you. You are going to bow to me. I say immediately, okay, you know what? Fine. I surrender to you. I bend the knee to you, King of East Francia. So now my brother-in-law, he doesn't get my duchy. He doesn't get my duchy anymore. He doesn't get to become the King of Bavaria. Um, and he's not strong enough to fight against the King of East Francia, who kind of is now in charge of me. So I become, I come under, I come with kind of into the king, the kingdom of East Francia. Now my brother's faction dissolves because they're not strong enough to fight against the king of East Francia. Then because the faction has dissolved and my brother, my brother-in-law was weaker than me. I immediately turn around and declare, declare war on him to take his duchy. I win. And in doing so, unite all of Bavaria together so I can form the kingdom of Bavaria. I do that. And since I'm now a king, 
I used to be under a king, but a king can't be a king of another king. I break free of the guy who just took over me as his king. And I go off to be my own king now. So now I'm king of Bavaria. Bavaria. I was subjugated under the king of East Francia, but now that I'm a king myself, I break free from him. He doesn't have any, any control over me anymore. I got to take my brother's land, who was trying to take mine. And, uh, and I won the kingdom of Bavaria after almost losing basically everything. Easy. I felt like I pulled off a heist. <laughs> One more quick thing that happened. I was, um, there, I was playing another game. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I think this was later on in the same game. My, my heir was not of my dynasty. Um, and you always play as the next person in your dynasty. So, so one way or another, I had ended up playing as a, 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 a woman and she was the queen of, I don't even remember anymore, but I was a queen, but, but our son or our, all of our children were going to be of the dynasty of my husband, because that's, you know, how it goes in most cases. It's basically think of it as a last name again. They're going to take the husband's last name. So the, so your kids, they're not going to be of the woman's dynasty. They're going to be of the male's dynasty. So the next character I was going to play as wasn't going to be either of them. It was going to be my sister or something. It was not going to be the actual heir. And so all of the land of this kingdom that I was the queen over, I wasn't going to be in charge of that anymore. When this character dies, my next character basically wasn't going to get any of that. So, to try to fix this problem, my goal was to kill, make sure all of my heirs died one way or the other. Basically, make sure all of my children died somehow. So that way, if I have no, if I die with no children, then everything would go to my sister, who's the next person I'm going to be playing as, and I get to stay in control of all this land. So first, I marry off my sister in such a way that you can you can marry. It's called marry, marrying matrilineally. And that means that the woman's last name is what's going to be kept. So the woman's dynasty is what's going to continue in her children. So I made sure to marry off my sister to some like, only like, you can only basically marry losers that way because most people don't want to do it. So I married off to some losers so that just so that her kids could be of the same dynasty. So if I do get to play as her, then my kids do actually inherit all my stuff. But in the meantime, in order to make this happen, I have to somehow make sure my own kids die. But you can't, you can plot to murder people. But you can't plot to murder your own kids. That's the only that's the only uh, thing you can't plot to kill. You can you can plot to kill other people's children or other people anywhere except for your own kids. I think it's kind of like it would be too easy to do that. So that's the only thing you can't do. So I have to f- try to figure out creative ways to make sure my kids die. Well, lucky me or so I thought there is a smallpox outbreak in my castle. And... So the, um, they're like, what do you want to do? Do you want to lock everybody up or just let it run its course? I was like, you know, I just let it, just let it go. Just let it kind of sounds familiar, right? Just let it, just, (laughs) just let it run its course. We'll be fine. My daughter caught it. My daughter caught small pucks. Had a daughter and a son. I have, I really need both of them to die. They're like, oh, your daughter's got small pucks. What do you want to do? It's like, send for the physician or don't do anything. I'm like, no, no, no. We're not going to, we're not going to treat it. She eventually died of small pucks. My son did not catch it. So I still have him to worry about. I did catch it. And when my physician treated me for it, my physician accidentally maimed me for life. So I have to, my character wears a mask for the whole rest of the game because they're like horribly deformed. 
And that's unfortunate because that makes my character not attractive to others. So if I do want to try to have children, it's going to be very, very hard. My son got out and moved off. When he was old enough, he moved off to another kingdom or something like that. And so I'm trying to plot to kill his wife constantly so that they can't have kids. Well, unfortunately, they do have kids. So I'm trying to plot to kill his wife, trying to plot to kill their kids. It's not going great. My husband died. I found another guy that I could marry matrilineally, so it'll continue my dynasty and not his. But again, this guy's a loser, and I'm terribly maimed, so basically he doesn't want to have sex with me. He doesn't want to have kids with me. He's just being my husband just for the title, more or less. Now, this guy also happens to be my spy master. <laughs> and there's one point where I, he said, we're, we're plotting to kill my son's wife so he can't have kids. And uh, this guy who's my husband and spy master, he says, oh, I've got this plan. We're going to poison him. I say, go ahead. Let's do it. Or we're going to poison her. I say, I give him the go ahead. Let's do it. He goes off a couple, a couple minutes later, which is like a couple days later in game. I get a uh, pop up. He says, bad news. Um, I wasn't able to poison her and I accidentally poisoned myself in the meantime. <laughs> nice. So he's, so he dies. I'm maimed for life. I can't do anything about it. I'm unable to marry my, I'm, I'm unable to kill my son's wives and uh, my character ends up dying uh, sad and alone. And in the meantime, my sister who was my, originally going to be the next in line in my dynasty, she died as well. So that was a straight up game over for me. <laughs> Like very early on in the game, uh, despite all of my planning, it it was not meant to be. Crusader Kings three, I love it. This is why. It sounds like it. Okay, Jay, I think that's going to be a wrap for episode number one hundred and fifty of the Classic Gaming Podcast. It's been a fun one hundred and fifty so far. Hell yeah! And I, I hope the next one hundred and fifty are equally fun. I'm excited to go comatose for a while after all that food. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, quick reminder to everybody, our next top five is top ten of 25 years ago. Our game of the quarter is going to be next episode. Again, I'm not sure exactly when. It might be two weeks from now. might be three weeks. might be something kind of in between. Um, that's Civ 4 that we're going to be playing right in if you want to about that. Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Follow us at ClassGamesCast. Follow me. I'm at King Octavius. I am making a video game called Nothing Without a Ship. If you want to follow that on uh, Twitter as well, it's at NotWithoutAShip. You can check out the website, NothingWithoutAShip.com. Leave us awesome reviews on iTunes. Tell your friends to listen to us. We are part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Be sure to check out their other awesome uh, podcasts. Jay, any what, what are your final words? Are, are you, uh, you're, you're, you're comatose, but I hope you enjoyed your... Um, podcast meal. I know I enjoyed my Likewise. three donuts that I ate. Heck yeah. Um, no, Likewise. Will, Jay, thank you for uh, for doing another episode with me. And um, everybody, thank you for listening. We'll be back in some number of weeks between two and three. <laughs> Take care.